welcome everybody to our inaugural episode. Yeah. Right. What? what? <laughs> oh, because of the the United States presidency. You know, I'm you know, inaugural. UK, I, have I, close, I don't get that. You know, oh, inaugural okay. means it happens near the inauguration. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Welcome. And nobody will tell me that's wrong. Podcast, everyone. Oh, nice one, Greg. That was a good intro, Greg. That was a good intro, Greg. Thank you. All the way from the UK. All the way from the UK. Uh, Greg, who are your hosts? Uh, I'm just curious. My lovely hosts today are my good friend, John. Greg, it's nice to be here. Thank you for uh, inviting me out. Thank you for having me. Always, always. My good friend, Flask. Oh, hello, Greg. I'm nice. It's it's nice to be here with you, my good friend from uh, across the pond. It's always nice to hear you, Flask. How you doing? How are the kids? They're little fucking brats. I hate them. All right, Vito, my friend. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Good friend. It's great to hear. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's great to hear. All right, and oh yeah, Andy, how you doing, man? Oh hey, uh, great! Um, All right, so we're in the, what, what did everyone do today or this week? How was everyone? Andy, week? are you ever gonna come over and join the uh, the English studio that we're all in right now? Are you ever gonna visit? Uh, there's something about you know the UK that just kind of you know I'm not I'm sure it's good for you guys. Yeah, you know it's just because yeah, you, uh, yeah. you just got a new president, didn't you? Yeah, it's. it's you know, it's well. He's it's the oldest president ever, so he's yeah. It's a new president in, in some ways, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Is he uh, the yeah, oldest? Yeah, actually, is yes, actually, that's pretty cool. Seventy years that. old. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. the last guy was the oldest at the time, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I, uh, well, I think so. Now this guy's the new. Yeah, this guy's I mean, the yeah. new oldest. Well, with, we it, really with need this, to with start this, with this, our expiration dates. I guess it's not really significant because, like, with this one, either one would have been the oldest. And like you said, right. Peter, the it kind of moves every couple of years anyway. I mean, people are living longer, so pre- <laughs> presidents are getting, getting older. older. It makes sense, yeah. dude. Uh, when's the first what uh, one hundred and twelve year old president going to be a? Uh, we get them robots. Like almost bodies. petrified. Yeah, no, just dude, a robot. Like time, Nixon? They'll, yeah, they'll be able Future to reverse Obama? aging and they'll be strong again. By the time we have the first 112-year-old president, he will be as fit as a 40-year-old man. Mark my words, you heard oh, it here man. first. On the broken I look like a little girl podcast. president, but really and I'm it's a 200-year-old demon Bezos. president. Maybe. That one I can't confirm. I'm just saying. I have you guys seen Jeff Bezos? I think he's on his way to... Was he jacked? Oh, he's jacked. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can become whatever you want when you have that money. Yeah, really. Uh, speaking of money, uh, I hear that Capcom spent a lot of money on a showcase today. That Greg, at least, and maybe am I allowed? Just finished uh, all right, I'm gonna. I just want to say something real quick to Capcom specifically. Yeah, Capcom. Sure. What the fuck are you doing? Uh-oh. Will you stop making these stupid ass games oh, and just make outbreak? Yes, please. Listen, all right, Resident Evil Two was was badass. Resident Evil Three, all right. They had a fucking <sighs> Resistance, I think it was called, right? Was that the multiplayer mm-hmm. mode? That was the multiplayer. Oh, we never mode. played. That, that was so I trash. I that with you. It was not that great. It was all right. It's not <laughs> great. 
You know, it wasn't that bad. But, it just it didn't work. But, but I mean, it wasn't so, great to begin with. But they just don't know how to make a working like uh, I'm talking about like network wise. They just don't know how to make a multiplayer game that that works. So I don't uh, know why yeah, keep, I'm. But uh, so they had the Resident games. Evil showcase today, and uh, they showed Resident Evil uh, Village, which looks pretty badass. They it said it's. They said it's coming to PS4 also. I forgot. I think it's May it comes out. May 7th? That, yeah. That sounds that's right. Uh, so they showed that and they were like, all right, for the 25th anniversary, we got something pretty cool to show you. <laughs> and then they proceeded to show what I thought at first was a battle royale and I almost freaked out. But it is just a multiplayer mode in Village. And it is basically you, all reused assets, or what it looks like at least. Yeah, it's called Resident Reverse. Yeah, it's called Reverse. Reverse. Resident Evil Verse or whatever. But uh, just a deathmatch game. That's so just, fucking uh, clever. God damn, that's so clever. Just God a deathmatch game. It looks like shit. They had to do it on name alone. It looks it... not good. Did they? It is it like some sort of like? I know I keep throwing out cell shaded in improper ways on this podcast, but is it like yeah, a cell shaded? It, it, it's like shaded. it's like Borderlands-y looking. It is yeah. not cell shaded. It's but like it the is dotted, like, like the uh, comic yeah. book style yes. dots. Like the comic book, yes, a hundred percent it is. But and like, looks bad. It's it looks just, like a mobile yeah, game. It's just that exactly. It looks like a mobile game. I said it looked like a summer of arcade game. Like I would have tried to convince people to buy when I was in high school. <laughs> and I, and I'm sorry. What is this game called? Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I guess it's Reverse. Reverse. Oh, okay. Reverse. I, uh, I guess I was it's confused. I thought free. you switched to a di- For Somehow I thought like a game transition happened that I didn't catch because I, I don't understand why it's not the same art style as the game it's shipping with. That's- <laughs> Great right. question. Well, I, Great yeah, question I don't know indeed. It, yeah. Unless it was just like an effect put over the trailer gameplay. No, I highly doubt no. that. No. Yeah, it's like why this would they do that? That's so, that'd be style. so insane. What? Oh, I was just gonna say we shouldn't fail to mention that the gameplay looks like shit too. Yeah, yes. that's what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> who would wanna play I mean it's like the uh it looked like the Resident Evil 4 like stop and aim and shoot like kind of gameplay. And it's like you're uh-huh. reversing other player like that's not what we want. Resident Evil yeah, 4 always I did been that about like fighting zombies. No. They, it no, looks like that, but also had, worse. They that. had one. Uh, like, they had a game. They made a multiplayer game where you fight zombies and other people, and that one fucking sucked as well. Oh. It was, is this like a is this like a Western Japanese disconnect where like the Japanese demographic actually loves the, that kind of shit? I don't and, think so. Because I was on Twitter I, I know, and I actually. saw a lot of outbreak. Well, <laughs> why don't we talk about the good? The good? I'll talk about the good. Resident Evil Village is pretty. Cap- All right, I like Capcom a lot, and I think they make some dumb fucking choices. But absolutely, I will continuously buy Resident Evil games, and probably until the day I die. <laughs> I mean, I won't buy the shitty multiplayer ones, but like, like Village, absolutely buying it. That looks so like, cool. Have you? Do you like? Have the, you played uh... every? Have you played every one? I have played almost every one, except I haven't played. Uh, it was like a type a typing one. That I typing of the, typing have you played of the, the light gun ones? Dead Aim and Survivor? Uh, I have played Dead Aim. Okay. No, Survivor I played a little bit of Survivor back in the day, I think. Uh, I, but I have also played every one of the mainstream. 
Did you yeah, like the survivor. theme of uh, Resident Evil Village so far with the witches? You like a family? Yeah, of I like the witches. And... Uh, I think the fly women are uh, cute as all hell. Can I fly. <laughs> uh, the were- That's what I want. I, th- my fly I think women. they're werewolves. They looked cool. The whole scene, the whole uh, setting looks awesome. I really like the. Uh, I don't know if I'm describing it right. Like, like a Victorian era. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, like yeah, a southern. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like the uh, footage where they were just walking around the uh, the mansion or whatever you want to call it looked gorgeous. I mean, there there was a scene. It did look very the, nice. the graphics look great. I mean, there's a scene where I guess he's like walking through what it looked like a pool of blood and just like the reflections looked like amazing. So I'm I'm just excited for you know the tech behind it also. It but I, I really like the uh, the witches seemed cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I think it's gonna. But be if it does, if it does, it does. May's pretty close, right? When did they announce this? This was a. Uh... uh, I think maybe at E3 last year. That sounds right. I guess it's not crazy. I don't know. I just got a feeling it's going to get delayed. Well, they announced that pre-orders are available today. <clears throat> they did, yeah. and, and there's uh, a demo. There's I, a demo out on the PS5. There's demos. There's a, like a pretty yeah, simple a, demo. A specific PS5 demo, and then there's like a newer demo coming out later down the line. And, uh, I, and I guess there's the been, uh, I guess there has been some time since Resident Evil Seven, right? So they probably been working yeah, on it has been, yeah, yeah. Well, no, definitely, definitely. I played that when I, uh, I lived in Michigan. Well, let's it see. Like, the so last time I played it, and haven't played it. Last time I played it was with my VR headset, my PlayStation VR, and that about has probably about two years of dust on it. So uh, <laughs> I'd say maybe two years. I wish I could play that in VR. That it was cool. Insane. Uh, Craig, did you get a PS5? I don't remember. Uh, no, I have not gotten one. Uh, okay, we're going to have to uh, rely on our war correspondent, Kurt, the PS5, yeah. <laughs> to tell us how the demo is. Yeah, well, they, they said uh, that the demo is just to acquaint people with like the it, setting it, and the sound. There's no combat. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's exclusive PS5. It is exclusive. Well, it does look cool. You, you don't play as the... Uh, the the same character, Ethan Winters, either. You play as a character called the Maiden. Um, who, I guess, has Oh, it's Haunting this. Ground again? What was that? The old the demo for 7? No, it was a spinoff of Resident Evil 4's production. A, uh, uh, a game where you play as a young woman who's trapped in a castle being hunted by different people. Different crazy... That came out Maybe alongside the game? That. It came out... Like a little bit before Resident Evil Four. Is that the game the with the, uh, like the Hunchback Man, the gross? Yes, freak? he is the first guy who chases you. Around yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one. All right, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's cool. I, I like that they release demos of their games, and they're not just uh, like yeah. snippets from the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I like well, that a lot too. They had a demo for Resident Evil Seven that was a modified version of a segment that did eventually end up in the game proper. Um. So that was sort of like a borderline case because it did end up that content sort of ended up in the main game still. So maybe this may be able to be the same here. I remember the uh, wasn't it the Resident Evil 2 demo? They were like they added a teaser for Resident Evil 3 like much, much. Yeah, uh, they did that where uh, in the demo, if you walked over to a certain door, you would hear Nemesis uh, say stars. Stars, yeah. <laughs> and th- that was added much later, like a- way yeah. after that game came out. So I like stuff like that. It's cool. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, the game looked uh, cool. What else? They they announced a bunch of little little shits like uh, uh, division they skins. The, they're making another. Yeah, they showed division skins, which whatever. Uh, they showed off the movie or I think yeah, it's like a TV the series thing. they're making it now. Yes. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, they they showed off the pre-orders. I want to buy one of the pre-orders for Village because it gives you a uh, Fat Chris uh, statue. And I really would like a uh, Fat Chris. A, a fat statue. Chris? Fat Chris. That's what he's called now. Because uh, how many... He's just fat now. Oh, he's not jacked like he was in the other I games. I thought you meant that... They, okay, yeah. All right. There's like eight... <laughs> there's like 800 different uh, Chris's in the world. I'm pretty sure there's like multiple Chris's in the game. Like the Chris we see now is like a clone compared to the other one in do we think we see, uh Do we think we see Leon in this one? Uh, I do not see that happening. Uh, who's that guy in the trailer in the the basement? Big fat guy. Him? Oh, I don't. I, no, no. I don't know. I thought maybe it was. I think that's the girl's brother. Resident Evil Seven. It looks. Okay. Like, I don't know who the fuck would look like Dante. I'm I thought for a second maybe it was like uh, one of the dudes. I think from it's the girl's family. brother because when she's on the phone, she's like, "Oh, you were he escaped my brother's trap." Or blah 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 blah. So I think that's probably her brother. Mm-hmm. And he's so just kind of like. Again. He had like a big Leon! hammer. Oh, there was a, yeah. I don't know. He did. Which he, uh, he about to smash? Which collector's edition gives you the giant, my own giant lady? Yeah, great question. It gives you one of those like fly women. <laughs> yeah, you like the uh, the big fat, it. the big fat merchant, the duke. Yeah, I think he's I cool. Do like him. I like him. He seems like My a fun character. All, all the characters seem interesting so far, so I'm excited. They do. I'm very interested in what the what the deal is with the werewolves. Yeah. Anywho, that was the uh, Anywho. the Resident Evil stream. That, that was, yeah, that's really that was that's basically really it. it. Yeah, it's a little because then they just were like, you could tell because then they were like, hey, oh, uh, that's it, bye, and then just kind of turned everything wow. off. Okay. Okay. Well, before we end off that segment, uh, on three, I want everyone to say, or on go after three, I want everyone to say, make outbreak three, okay? One, two, three. Make outbreak yeah, three. Leon! Make outbreak three. failed me, and now they won't make outbreak three. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you can just stop make, just, just stop making shitty multiplayer modes, all right? Just, you know what the people want, give them outbreak and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Is All right, what's uh? You won't hear about let's, it again. Let's, let's bundle that up into a nice little scrapbook. We we saw the showcase. We saw some things. I want to put it right back on the shelf, and there it's going to stay for all time. All time now, for all time, and now I'm I'm beckoning everybody to sit around the round table, and let's talk about some games and other media. No, <laughs> that that's what we are, right? A games and other media podcast, and Those other media. Yes. Okay. I've heard that that's true. Right, I just wanted to, you know, be consistent. Start with Vito. Ooh. Vito, what have you been doing recently? I saw you uh, were playing something right before the podcast, so I'm sure you'll yeah. have probably the most games of anybody here. I bet. No, no, you're always on. gaming. Why do you got to do me like that? Um, no, right, let's, I don't. Let's I don't know why. Why you have me on this podcast? I don't play video games. I'm a normie, um, right? It's because uh, we love you and your personality, Vito. Imagine yeah, you that, that must, that must be it. 
Uh, aside from uh, aside from punching my legs numb uh, every night last <laughs> week, uh, I've been in between games. Uh, I picked up Dead Cells on the Xbox Game Pass. That's been a lot of fun. I've never played that before. Uh, done a couple runs, enjoying the fluidity of the game. The movement just feels real good. Uh, that's about it. The, the quasi-Metroidvania aspects are kind of fun, too. Yeah. I, I don't know... Uh, I don't know. I've, I've ran into a couple of like little characters on certain levels that I could like talk to. I thought that was kind of neat. I don't know where that goes. I'm sure there's like little like minor quests you could do. Like I found a guy behind some bars that was asking me to bring him a rune. Um, right. Yeah. A couple little things like that. I think that's neat. It breaks up the action a little bit. I, you guys know better than I do. You've all played it, right? I think. No, I don't no. remember much of that stuff when I played it. Um, that might be either recent or maybe I just didn't do something. I don't think the game has a whole lot of that though. A oh, lot okay. of the game is more about finding different paths and, uh, unlocking the game has some meta Metroidvania type things where uh, you know every run is procedurally generated and everything, but there, of course there are certain paths you can take on every run, and some of those paths will be open to you if you have certain upgrades that persist throughout every run or keys and that kind of thing. That once you pick it up on one run, you have it forever. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've been really digging the uh, the different builds. You can make. I was having a lot of fun with uh, my frost blast, freezing enemies, and then I got my favorite weapon so far. It was called the Nutcracker. It's a giant hammer, and uh, just the animation when you just dunk on people with it is is amazing, and it was extremely powerful. Uh, but then I lost that. And I was very upset. John, you play a lot of roguelites. Um, where's this on your list? As far as uh. Uh, I played the the Dead Cells. Um, actually, well, let me look up. I I didn't stick with it overall. Let's see how much time I have on it. Uh, Two. six. Uh, well, only seven hours. I didn't give it too much of a chance. Uh, hmm. I I don't. I can't even say anything bad about it. I think I just wasn't in the mood for it at the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it's a good one. Uh, I, I know it's. I mean, it's recognized a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying. I think it I beat uh, it on two, maybe three of the difficulties. But at a certain point, it was getting hard enough that you had to be pretty sweaty to have a chance. And I was like, yeah, I think I've reached. That's probably where I tap out too. Now. Once, once I I have to switch modes from like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm relaxing. I'm doing a couple of do a couple runs to. Uh, you know, sweating and having to sit yeah, up in my seat yeah, and focus. Right. That's probably where I tap out. But yeah, yeah I'm playing yeah, that. Certainly. No binding of Isaac. When are you going to pick up the binding of Isaac, Vito? Maybe I'll give it a chance. You, let's, let's stop Maybe I'll try it out. fucking around. Don't put that curse on I, I just never liked the, uh, the combat in that. Like, I, I don't Wait know. I, 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 why? Because there's another it's one a, coming out, right? Well, not another one. It's just another expansion or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just didn't like the combat. What's that? What's that that? I didn't like you the shooting. Pro- no, fuck that. And who's got a problem with the binding of Isaac? You come out right now. <laughs> and, uh, Mar- Mar- and March is going to be a busy month. I don't think it was that because good. Because the, the Disco Elysium update comes out in March, too. Never even heard of that game. 
<laughs> um, Unfortunately, yeah. people, you're not you're not allowed to play the version where you can hear everybody speak until you've played the version where you read everybody speak. It's just a law. Oh yeah, I'll, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I, I need the game. I need the game read to me. I feel like I feel like if you were to I'll do the voice actually just you. fully listen to every voice, you would, would add forever. like 20, 30 hours on your. You would like double your game time. <laughs> yeah, that does. That is true. Now that you say that. Or if you already about that. You. Thanks, John. Thank you. Oh. Um. Yeah. Other than Dead Cells, I haven't really. Uh, I haven't really done too much, I don't think. I played, you know, Rainbow Six as normal. Uh, I saw Kung Fu Hustle. You ever seen that movie? <laughs> it's the yeah. first time. No, nah, I think I've seen it a while back, but I watched it with my girlfriend. But uh, now I want to make it a thing to watch all the rest of these uh, Stephen Chow movies. So I like his, I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, watch um, uh, watch uh, Shaolin, Shaolin Soccer. Soccer. That's dude. a fun one. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Shaolin yeah. Soccer next. Um, but he's got a whole other list what, of movies. Uh, yeah, he's he's a prolific filmmaker. I forget what other ones I would I've seen. And if they're all in the same style, like you know, comedic kung fu style movies, I'm I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah, like that's those. all I got. Oh, the God of Cookery. That was another one that was on Netflix. Oh yes, uh, back in the day, it's a good one. God of Cookery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it for you, Vito. That's it. That's it. Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't catch that. You saw it. Oh, okay. Just been working right. and uh, taking photos and you know doing errands and shit. Yeah, well, that's where I you did get, uh, paid the least amount of all this. You know, I, I I told you guys earlier. I'm in between games, and I had a bunch of people recommending games, so I did install uh, that one game Greg likes. What the hell's it called? Plague Tale? Plague Tale? Plague Tale? Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. That's I, such a fun game. I installed that. I installed Prey. I installed Dishonored dude. 2. Uh, I installed Dead Cells. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to check those games out. That would be interesting. Them- you you installed two games by the same suit. Not, not to say Dishonored 2 and Prey <laughs> are too similar, but you sold two games by the same studio at different very different points in their development history it'd be interesting to see your opinion of both those games yeah well i mean prey and dishonored 2 aren't that far apart in release right only a couple of years or when did they when maybe did dishonored they, 2 release? maybe they're closer than i thought prey was 2017 Dishonored 2 was 20 oh hang on oh it's 2016 actually never mind oh okay yeah <laughs> I think I was thinking 2012, which is probably when the first game came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also installed Hypnospace Outlaw because I liked the oh, yeah. gameplay that you you did, Andy, and Flask had nice things to say about it. So I'm going to check that out. Flask gave the right. game big ups. Yeah. So you got a good slate of games? I yeah, I got a good slate of games. Also, Control's out in the Game Pass now. I beat it already, but I wouldn't mind seeing it with its uh, ray tracing uh, abilities. A couple of games got added mm-hmm. to Game Pass. Desperados 3. John, you played that? Yeah, it's certified good. Certified good? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got a lot I got a lot on the list right now. Hopefully next week I'll take up the whole podcast in my round table. Unlike now. Alright, I'll expect that. 
Absolutely. We'll with, go ahead and with move that, on to John. I say next. Yeah, next I, is like I said, we're going to go ahead and move on to John. Next. John, John, John Fiddly Bobon. Oh, I got it. John, right. I, see, I see a couple things on here, and I don't know if I know what any of them are. No, no, no. He likes only, the little only riddles, I can this John. For this. Uh, fresh off the presses, just played it today, just played through the whole thing this morning. Oh my goodness. New to Xbox uh, Game Pass, Donut County. Dude, I was just looking Donut at that. Counting? What is that? A... On a uh, little, I don't even want to. I don't even know if you would call it a puzzle game, but I guess it's described as a puzzle game. Uh, you play as a raccoon most of the time who runs a donut service, but it's actually you're just a little hole in the ground, and you get dropped in these environments. And as you suck things up in the hole, the hole gets bigger, and you know it's Katamari Damashi style. You're just you know you get bigger and you suck everything up, and you know you. You do that for a while and the game's over. <laughs> neat. You like it? Uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty fun. I'm underselling it a little bit. It's got a, it's got a pretty fun story and some some funny dialogue. I don't want to spoil it in case you guys want to play. Like I said, it's only like maybe two two and a half hours. There was really no downside in trying it. Uh, it's just sure, good. And, sure. All right. Good. And, All right. Leave Don't it to you to find all the uh, the In weird game games. Pass. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Oh yeah. Okay. The longing. I talked a little bit about it before. Oh yeah. Yeah, much, yeah. Much farther in. Um, I'm actually at the point where I could beat it. Um, what are you talking about? It on. It's only been oh. like ten days. You have like <laughs> three hundred ninety more to go. Nah, dude. I'm escaping, yeah. dude. I ain't waiting for that shit. I'm leaving, what is dude. The point? I'm fucking out of here. Uh, what happened? You, you, your moss grew all the way. Your uh, your pool it's drained. Been, it's been two weeks, by the way. All right. Well, here let's get into some. Look at here. Some some spoilers. It's been spoilers. three weeks. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers for the longing until thirty three forty nine. All right. I have not looked up the ending I'm going for. I looked up the other endings. Um, the first ending I came to was a cliff, and you can throw yourself off the cliff and kill yourself. But v- if, you do, if you do, and it warns you before you do it, it locks your game. Like, you can't start a new game. You're just done. Uh, Wait, what? How was that yeah, okay, though? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I, I, I was asking Ana. There has to be a way you can match with, like, the program files and reset it or something. But, like, other than that, I looked online. Like, you just... I mean, it, I think it does specifically say, though, you over the cliff, you click commit suicide. It says, are you sure? And you click it again. I'm like, you will not be able to replay the game. In, like, red letters. And then if you That's still awesome. do it, you, you're just done. I love it's that. 15 bucks. gone. Uh, so that's obviously the ending I did not go for. Um, there is the... Wait 400 days ending. You, you better you get an achievement that. for that ending, at the very least. Well, here's the thing. So well, I'm never going to play the game ever again. Well, I mean, it's an idle game, so really, well, I could just forget. I, I hope they don't give you an achievement for it. Because that would necessitate you know, people who want 100% completion to get that yes. achievement and lock yeah. that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope it's well, not you do it, that, That'd be the last ending you, you do. Uh, there's no achievement for that. Um, and, and I will say, so the game, 
Um, normally when you're walking around, it progresses one second at a time. However, you have your little cave, and as I added more drawings, and as I like dug it out and added like a bed and my crystals around, when I'm in the, the home area now, it goes by like 14 seconds at a time. Because I'm like, I guess it's supposed to represent like you're less, you know, you're less bored. You're in, you know, your own surroundings. All your things. Times, you know, time's passing faster. But really, now things are, I mean, things are going by 14 times faster as long as I hang out here. So, you know, every day I just leave it off is two weeks. But really, I, I, I mean, I could just, you know, leave this for like a, a month or whatever and, and get to the 400 days. But I'm not, I don't want to do that either. But if you do do that, you wake up the king... He was the real fucking deal, and uh, he gets up, and he destroys uh, everything, and you're just in an infinite black void, uh, and he says, there's no more stuff, so there can be no more longing, and that's, oh. you just hang out with him in the black void forever. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, And then there Beast. is a, <laughs> there's a super secret ending that... uh. It requires you to do just a bunch of crazy stuff that I I, I don't even understand how people figured it out. Um, and you have a dream that, that you are the, actually the king and you fly away on a stork. On a stork? Yeah, that'd be nice, a wouldn't stork. it? That would be cool. But those are not the endings I'm going for. I'm trying to get out of a well. Right now, I just have to... I mean, I just have to wait until someone puts the bucket down. Dude, solid game. Yeah. Wait. Dude, so you got. So you got to. You, so you got to a well. And how do you know the bucket's coming? He well, doesn't. Sometimes I eat <laughs> these mushrooms. No, 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 no. Sometimes I eat these mushrooms, and if I eat three of them, my guy will like pass out and have a dream. And the dream is this old man and a boy, and they're always filling up these buckets. And it's like when I, you know, I, I can't get above ground. I can only kind of see above ground. It's like the same area. I'm only assuming that they have to come eventually. Yeah. And a, and a giant face told me uh, to look out for a young man and an old boy. Oh, okay. I didn't really want to mention the, the giant face in the wall. I had to yeah, pay him off. Is that the advice of giant crazy. faces, John? I had to actually... Well, okay, so sometimes when you're walking around, like you get to like a door that won't open, or like a ledge is too high, your guy would be like, oh, that sucks, and you... It'll be like, oh, you collected one disappointment. And I had to oh. give him five disappointment for him to give me a little hint. Dude, this game is vibes. <laughs> All the way yeah, through. I really do like this game. It's, it's, a, really, it's a really cool game. I mean, it sounds a little sad. I'm gonna be done awful. Like, like, on paper, it just sounds like a terrible game, but it sounds really cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's going to be... Be sad. I don't know what I'm gonna do in my mornings now when I wake up and I'm eating my breakfast. Usually I'll turn it on, and it do like the you know your guy walks slow. So like, I actually I think I timed it. Um, from the very top area where I, the well is to my home was just about like a 30 minute walk. Oh, Real yeah, time. Yeah, it's definitely a play play over your coffee and eggs type thing. Uh, the real longing is the longing for the longing after the longing is long gone. That's alright. When you're done, yeah. we'll get you one of those like. Uh, mobile mafia games where you take like one action a day and then you wait we'll get John a clock that we will progressively make go faster if he does things for us oh that's a good <laughs> idea 
You uh, want an extra three on. seconds, John? Make him sad and depressed. Buy me a John, sandwich. John, if you buy Spelunky, I'll make it go three times faster for a week. Yeah, but you guys gonna have the cool little drawing and the little guy and the, you know, the... We'll get fiction. someone on that. Alright. Oh, all I can right. get you some drawings. Gene Flastraw? Flastraw's a good drawer. He could draw a little sad Mr. Burns for you. You want, like, a shitty little crown drawing? I, I can get my niece on that. Let's see, yeah. and, you know, I, I don't want to drag it on. Part of it's the anticipation, you know, it's like, one I just finished today, there was, like, a puddle that, or it was, like, a, a little pit that I had to wait for these little droplets to fill up until I uh, could swim up this little cave and grab it, or cliff and grab it. Can and you, like, watch the droplets fill up in real time, or you, like, have to leave and come back? I, know, I mean, you could, but that one, specifically, the, the droplet one, it said it was going to take months. So, I mean, if I guess if I would have sat there for months, yeah, I would have seen it fill up. But since I got this whole 14 seconds at a time thing, you know, I sleep for, you know, or I, I go to sleep in real life for, like, a day, and uh, two weeks have gone by, so... That just finished this morning. And it's just the anticipation of seeing these new areas. And the thing is, I got to the new area, didn't really have shit in it. It was a library <laughs> and had some books that I didn't even want to look at. Some new uh, are gonna make open my source exit. books, or public domain books, rather. Yeah, Moby Dick <laughs> and yeah, stuff like that. How many times have you read uh, Moby Dick so far? Uh, and I got an endless notebook now I can look at. Endless. An endless notebook. Uh, anyway, call me uh, Ishmael. What, what, what I'm we glad you're. Next? I'm glad you're enjoying the game. Oh, definitely. Because then uh, I get to hear about do? it. I might stream. I might stream the end after this. Me trying to get out. I'm not guaranteed. Yeah, I'll watch it. How long have to wait? But. The best way to play this game is through hearing John talk about playing the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he thinks he's. He thinks still thinks he's gonna get out. Mm -hmm. uh, a little, yeah, little is. behind the scenes for everybody. Now that John's. Let the cat out of the bag by playing it. Uh, the longing was actually my original choice for what I was going to stream during the anniversary stream. Oh. But after I played Hypnospace, oh, yeah. I decided Hypnospace was more engaging, maybe. But I was going right. to check out the first 30 minutes of the longing. It would have just been you walking. I just wanted to say, you know, I did it first. Right. Mm. You were the original. He wouldn't have gotten very far. Yeah, well. Anyway, anyway, John, uh, what else we got? got uh, what do I got on the list? War, war is hell. Uh, that was oh, a good statement. Yeah, we is got all you VR... got. I got a little more. We got the VR boys together, okay. and we played uh, the World War Two update for Pavlov, which is a first-person, you know, shoot 'em up kind of battlefield type um, VR game. And uh, it was it was pretty darn fun. So were you like uh, were you like coming in on Normandy Beach? Were you like what was the uh, maps we and stuff like? The, the we were in Stalingrad. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was, okay. Uh, for whatever reason, they had the American teams and American guns, or whatever. But we never. I don't know if it was just the servers we were on. It was always Russia versus Germany. Uh, well, if you're always on Stalingrad. American yeah, Germany. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't even know if there was another map. We never got to see it. But anyways, yeah, it was like big team stuff. Like there was uh, 47 players on one map. Oh wow. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 20 whatever on each team. But yeah, you mm -hmm. just see people just fucking running over and dying around you, and you're, you know, you got your squad and you're sneaking around, and you know, everyone's got the. You can take your knife and you can sneak up on someone and jab them in the back of the head. 
That's always good. Uh, that was cool. That uh, sounds really you know, cool. Yeah. They added hard. tanks. Tanks are very hard to drive, and they're they're so fucking loud when you're in them. You can't hear anybody talk. Which you know makes sense. <laughs> it's a tank. Sure. Sure. Uh, but it was yeah, it was a good time. There was even there was that more stuff cool. than that. Actually, that was so that was the update. You know, it's just like World War Two guns, and and that and that is cool. Um, we were just playing the game. We found that they had like other kind of servers. They had like a trouble in terrorist town. Which I have never played in. I don't know wherever it's from. I'm assuming Gary's mod. It's from Gary's mod. Yes, it is from yeah. Gary's mod. Basically, uh, someone explained it to me. It was just Among Us uh, with guns, <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, yeah, um, it was. It was pretty fun. Imposter like 20... trader type games have existed since the the birth of humanity, actually. Oh well, yeah, I mean yeah, I know we've played so many time. before. Yeah, before that, but I've just never played that one on, on Gary's mod. I, I've heard you guys talk about it though. Uh, I've only played it once or know. twice, but yeah, you know, you get the detective and all that, just all the roles and all that. Next That's time, cool. John, yeah. you got to join me in Knoxville when we play. We uh, we played Super Mario sixty four in Pavlov. Oh yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. How so? We literally uh, we start in the castle, uh, like you know where Mario originally spawns. There were zombies there, we were like, fuck this, and we just went into the castle, and we were able to go to, like, bob on Battlefield, we were able to pick up stars and go to the next levels, it was crazy. I mean, and this is a built-in feature of this game? No, it was just, yeah, it was just a custom map, and we uh, oh, went in and found okay. it. Huh. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So you know, you got your VR. I, you know, originally I was thinking I liked Onward better. That's a different kind of military. I think it's a more realistic type military shooter, VR type game. And I still like it. Uh, this latest update was pretty cool with Pavlov. Uh, the big team battles were sweet. That sounds dope. I just, when I get VR, I, Pavlov sounds like a game I gotta keep on my radar. My uh, my favorite was just listening to Kurt shoot himself in the head constantly and cracking up hysterically. Like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> oh, man, was, oh yeah, there was uh, man, there was one round where we, I think we were just waiting for somebody, and we all spawned. We, we were all on the team killing each other. bots. Yeah, we just infinitely because you spawn and you spawn in, and one spawn in the same area. We we're just seeing how fast we could murder each other in the spawn and and respawn. Those wow, that people. That does sound like war is hell. Dude, it was truly the a average life expectancy in that battle was less than one second. Damn, <laughs> yeah. it was truly, truly devastating. Uh, so and lastly, uh, we're gonna switch off the video games. We're gonna take off the VR headset. We're gonna turn on the, the TV. Uh, I watched the first two episodes of Marvel's new hit series, uh, WandaVision. I did. Too. How is it? It was alright. I like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to say like, I was like, fuck oh, yeah, I want some more, but I'll, I'm going to watch episode three and see where it keeps going. Yeah, so wow. the thing about the series is that it's, its greatest asset is that it's actually trying something innovative in terms of their franchise instead of just resting on their laurels and doing something predictable. That's, that's the greatest thing that you can say about it. Right now, it's sort of it's entertaining enough, but it's not really anything special. It's just the concept is interesting for and, the MCU and what is the franchise. Concept? 
Uh, it seems to be some sort of, uh, like, they're basically doing, like, pastiches of, uh, old sitcoms from different decades in the past. Um, so, like, so, like, uh, Dick Van Dyke show, which I think John was alluding to, and, um, Bewitched and such so far. And I think they're just gonna keep, like, doing, doing different, uh, I don't know, parodies, pastiches, homages to those types of sitcoms. That's pretty cool. Um, but in the, in the context of like something is something weird is going on basically. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause powers and such. Hmm. Uh, Sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have too much more to say about it. I just watched it. I was actually just going to pass, I was going to pass the baton to flask as we were talking about it. <laughs> I thought he'd have something. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that. I did it. So hopefully right, it indicates that they're more willing to experiment. With uh, sure. these shows, so it's it's a ho- it's a hopeful thing. Oh, I guess if the show does well, then maybe they will. Yeah, I think people are recognizing that, as- that aspect of it. Uh, you gonna put your uh, VR headset back on for us? Well, so yeah, you were suggesting I I talk a little bit about VR, but um, I must admit I haven't actually done that much with it yet. Which, uh, you know, it's, that's just fine by me because I'm, I'm taking my time and uh, I'm not treating it like a, a new obsession that I, I need to dedicate all my focus to. You know, it's it's part of my life now. That's the way I'm treating it. So it's I'm not like tool in the tool set. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just treating it like, you know, I don't want to wear myself out on it um, by by just like dedicating all my time to it. So sure. I'll, I'll get to everything I want to get to uh, when I desire to. But uh, one thing I will mention that I've done is uh, watched a few 3D movies. I've been watching some 3D movies. Um, and uh, it's not, like, amazing. Like, it's not life-changing, but it is a different kind of experience, and it is cool. Um, it it really gives some, some dynamic... Uh, New. I'm not understanding what you mean by a 3D movie. It's just like okay, you watch so, a movie in a VR theater. Essentially, yes. There's there's different uh, apps that you can use for this purpose, but um, so you can either watch them in a like a a 3D theater environment or in like a void, basically. Um, but the screen you're seeing is a screen, like in a movie theater, except uh, you're you're getting essentially the experience you would get in a movie theater if you were going to see a movie, a 3D movie with three. Like an IMAX uh, theater. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I would say that the... You get that same effect as watching... Basically, like a, yeah. Wow. The, the pop-out effect, yeah. Or or just watching a giant, you know, like an IMAX screen that's... Yes. It's like you are in front of a giant screen. It's pretty cool. Wow, that's incredible. But it doesn't... It, yeah. A, you know, like a techie kind of question. It's not going to have, like, the same resolution, right? That, like, an IMAX screen. Because uh, it's, like, emulated. No. Right. You're you're playing it through yeah, so yeah, I get no. <laughs> um I, I would say that seeing you're an limited 3D to the IMAX movie would still be a better, like a more crisp experience. Um and certainly there's some settings uh fidgeting, finagling that you need to do to get it to to work well. But uh once you do, I would say it's compar- comparable to a movie theater three D experience. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat, you know, it's especially in action scenes, um, 
It's very, very uh, not immersive because you're still looking at a screen, but it is an interesting new way to view movies. So but that's it's, it's 3D, I, like, I'm, so there's things like popping out at you as well. Yes. Okay. But it's, not it's not quite the, the level uh, of like green, uh, like uh, you know, 3D goggle no, overlay. No. Initially, your eyes do kind of have to adjust, like your brain has to recalibrate a little bit. But once you do, yeah, no, you don't get any sort of problems like that. Um, but I'm just watching movies that I, you know I've seen already, just to see them in a new way, and it's 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 neat. But uh, I'll get to other VR stuff when I get to it. What I have been doing is, um, well, <laughs> so I I got uh, well. I get bit by a bug every other year or so, I guess. I I should say I get bit by the bug type because I get bit with the urge to play a Pokemon game. Um, Ugh. I thought you were about to yeah. talk about like a recurring illness or something. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> no. I was like, what is he talking about? No, just oh, you got me. Uh, you got me. Yeah. Um, All right, so it's time for us to play Grounded is what you're telling me. No, it's just silly. No. Talk about Sorry, Pokemon. I only, I only crush bugs in EDF, bro. You know what the problem with playing Grounded is? That every time we're about to play, we can just be like, well, we could just wait another month for an update. <laughs> that is the problem. But anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, this time I played through uh, Heart Gold again. Uh, usually I... Uh, I well, I've, I've played through that once before, but usually I play the games pretty straight. Uh, but this time I only used my starter, which was Cyndaquil in this case, and just kept buffing that one. Um, I literally did not use anything but that, which was very boring. I don't know why I did it, but once I was in it, I had to, you know, I had to keep going. Um, but that kind of reveals just how easy the games are. Like, I mean, they're games for babies, but you can, you can steamroll basically everything with one Pokemon, <laughs> as long as you've got like decent stats. I played as a child. That would have yeah. Like you said one, well, then, and then the second Pokemon would not be as strong. You'd still be pretty strong because when you know the first one died, I was still have to finish the battle. So he would get you know backup XP sometimes. Sure, sure. And then everyone you know, else would be like uh, level like two and three still. <laughs> It'd just be two, two boys, and everyone else. Well, you need an HM slave. Down. Yeah. So um, our. F- you know, you know, friend of ours, a uh, friend of the pod, and one of our war correspondents, Knoxville, actually just yesterday brought up to us in chat that he had never played a Pokemon game and he wanted to go back and play like Pokemon Red or something. And John and I were saying just just play like Pokemon Silver or Gold if you want to play like an old game, but you know have have the better choice. But well, I would have told him to like, start with um, I would have yeah, I would say start with Fire Red, Leaf Green. And then go I, on. I completely to forgot until you mentioned Heart Gold. Gold Fire Red existed. Yep. Yeah the the uh, the mid two thousands late two thousands remakes of the first two generations are I, I would say the best way to start because they are just at a, they're just remakes of those games except better in every way. Um, right. And at this point, they themselves are a little bit out of date. So f- I, I would start from there and um, work up through. I don't. I don't even know if I'd go third generation. I, I know there's some people out there screaming about third generation, but I know I was never a big fan. Um, uh, no, but Ruby I, as a fire. Yeah, uh, but maybe I, I haven't played the. Omega I got a fist fight with my cousin over uh, Ruby and Sapphire. 
Oh shit! Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it? like they no fucking all right. So I'm gonna let out some fucking family drama. I remember I left Great cousin on blast. my my Game Boy Advance at my cousin's house, and I told my mom about it. I was like, oh, I forgot it, and she was like really mad at me. We were we, so we were over there, and then we left, and I left my my Game Boy Advance there. My fucking piece of shit cousin took my Pokemon from my goddamn game and gave me all his these shitty ones. And I was like, what? He, he like Indiana Jones uh, swapped the cartridge out? No, he fucking... He fucking used our, the link cable and just to traded transfer his Pokemon all? to transfer... He just <laughs> oh, transferred all my po- of most of my Pokemon over. I was like, what the fuck? Because yeah. I remember I came home and I had... I had like... Oh, what are the Zigzagoons, I think they were called. I was like, why do I have all these? Where are all my Pokemon? He fucking gave you Zigzagoons? Zigzagoons. In place of- <laughs> oh my god, you got finessed. You got hacked. I got hacked. Dude. Yeah, at least they weren't yeah. Bidoof. Uh, what a rotten he was a Bidoof. Honestly, that explains a lot about you, though, Greg, right? Like, that happened at a very formative age, is that why, you know, you're the... Listen, I you're have to... Tra- uh, you're the traitor king. I have to betray before I get betrayed first. Mm. It's all coming yeah, out. We, we all have these stories. It's Andy, good for you. Andy and his golden son. Uh, Greg and his Pokemon. Uh, I think the only uh, stories I have regarding Pokemon are with the cards, like bad trades and <laughs> attempted uh, <laughs> screwing overs and stuff like that with the cards. But- I have some pretty funny stories about like video games and like friends and stuff. Like I remember the, once it, in middle school, it's the pod, just, you know. What? what? Oh, I was, I was responding to John. I was saying it's the pod. It's the pod magic. It brings up all the good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I just want to tell the story because I just got reminded of it, and it was pretty funny. So in middle school, uh, I hung up with these two kids. And, uh, <laughs> it was during lunch and I was walking on the lunch line and they call, they call me and they go, Greg, get over here. We have something to tell you about Metroid. And I remember oh, walking yeah. past and the fucking kids and I were like, who the fuck is Greg? What a fucking, lo-? like, they were like saying like mean shit and I just ignored them and I went <laughs> to the back of the fucking line and I was like. They're like, Greg, why didn't you come out? I was like, I, I'm i sorry, man. I just didn't want to cut. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't Meanwhile, hear you. I, and I was like, I don't want to be fucking embarrassed, bro. And meanwhile, then I would just, you know, go and eat lunch with them. You can't unveil, unveil your power level like that in front of the whole cafeteria. I understand. <laughs> you always got to hide your power level. Yeah. I always say that. Uh, no, not anymore. He goes to step forward and checks himself. And he's like, <gasps> checks himself. No, nope. he, he grabs my shoulder. Greg, I was speaking to you. <laughs> sweating profusely. <laughs> I have something right, to tell so you about Metroid. Uh, where were we at? So, so I was just recommending yeah, Fire Red or Leaf Green, then Heart Gold or Soul yes. Silver, then probably Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire, then uh, like Platinum and stop. Beyond. Black and white, black and white two. Well, just uh, wait for whatever the black fuck. and white to get their uh, new uh, their remake. Just wait for that. Diamond and Pearl getting the remake. Is it Diamond and Pearl? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think that was hmm. uh, those will be the next ones. The shiny Diamond and uh, Shiny Pearl. Well, too many <laughs> both shiny. Yeah. 
Too many Polished games. Diamond. Not. I, I'm sure when Noxa listens to this, he'll he'll appreciate the um, informed recommendation. Is the world. Yes. Do it if he wants. Yeah. Noxa, if you do listen to this, you should play Temtem. <laughs> that's that getting uh, uh, getting not, not really soon, I think. Nexomon, dude, Zach keeps talking about that game. I looked it up. He seems to really cool. like it. Seems pretty cool. It literally just seems looks like a like... self-aware Pokemon game. Yeah. So I played Heart right. Gold in the most boring way, and I regret it now. But it was at least kind of like a speed run, and I didn't hate it. So it was. That it was. So I strange. I wrecked everything with my Typhlosion. Hell yeah! Um, I would never yeah. thought you'd play the game like that. My biggest issue? Yeah. What? Is you didn't pick Karita? But I can get past that, it. dude. <laughs> you mean hard baby. mode? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I love Jake. Alligator, he's a fucking alligator. Great. Yeah. Free alligator is easy mode. Uh, Tyran or uh, Typhlosion is medium, and uh, Meganium. What is it? Meganium I think your name was? is hard mode. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I played it like that, John. Like you're, you're right. You're absolutely right that that's the way that some kids like. Just it's did like it. Identical it's just to how I did it. <laughs> it Dominant like, strategy. Like eight years yeah. old. I just I didn't know any better. Why the fuck would I switch Pokemon out? I, didn't, I don't even think I yep. used. Well, I might have used like full restores. It was it. for me since I was fully into Pokemon. I always did the intended method of playing, which was like maintain uh, a balanced so we party. Just did a parent trap, which was actually fun. And then, <laughs> and then for exactly. some reason this time I tried to. I played it the dumb way. I think the last. Uh, I can't remember the last Pokemon game I played. Maybe it was Black and White. I played it like the the, I guess intended way, and I did have more fun that way. I was like, wow! I wish mm-hmm. I would have done this as a kid. Oh yeah, because you can actually use like type advantages and strategies. <laughs> or I could slam yeah. my fur alligator against him. Yeah, or that from its unyielding power. Mm-hmm. It's it's steel like jaws. Oh yeah, I always had bite. Except without the type disadvantages of steel. Anyway, um, so I played that, and then one last thing I want to talk about is, uh, well, basically, I I wrote a fucking lot of stuff here. I don't know if I'm getting it. I, I have a speech to make, so I won't tune out for about twenty minutes. Uh, see you soon. Um, I had gotten Disney Plus for a month. Excuse me. As, nothing. Uh, I'd gotten Disney Plus for a month month as a purse perk of the Game Pass purchase, and I ended up watching the entirety of the Mandalorian uh, because fucking whatever I had, I had said previously that I didn't need it in my life and I didn't at the time, but now I just went for it. Whatever. Uh, season one, uh, still not that great has kind of the logic of a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it's got those attempted shock or cool moments that just about every show tries to go for nowadays because that's what the lowest common denominator viewers uh, lap up and tweet about and everything they they want from their their audience. Uh, that being said, I liked that it seemed to have uh, some respect for the Star Wars universe, unlike the sequel trilogy. The alien selection, the makeup, and the effects, and the whole design of the thing are good. For the most part, it seemed to have less disdain for Legends canon content than other Disney stuff has had. Uh, it incorporates elements that I recognized. And I was so I was like, you know, 
cool. I, I know that thing. Uh, although that being said, canon hasn't meant anything for like seven or eight years now. So, uh, since Disney took over. So, yes, I'm still mad. Um, season two was actually quite a bit better. Season one. And I dare say it was actually good entertaining television. Season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, it only made me question the show occasionally instead of frequently. So within acceptable limits for me. Uh, they stepped up all those the positive aspects of the first season. And I, I really felt like they wanted to make a good story that fans would appreciate instead of... A messy cash grab like the sequel trilogy um although i have to reiterate that the monkey on the show's back is that it exists in disney's canon and you can feel it straining to be a creative expanded universe uh against oh, really? the against the oppression of new canon uh it's crazy when you think about how this is basically their flagship star wars property at this point the mandalorian it's kind of impressive that like it's actually trying to be its own thing or trying trying to not fall into the pitfalls of Disney new canon. Right, um, right. By the way, I haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels and whatnot, the animated shows, so maybe I haven't been giving uh, part of what did make it into canon enough credit. I, I But... um. Because with uh, Dave Filoni so intrinsic intrinsic to all of these shows, at least they have like a guided consistency to them. Um, so maybe he's he's that influence that I'm that's poking through. Uh, it's it's just all the cooler creative stuff from decades of extended universe material being erased or overwritten by worse content that has always bothered me. Um. But leaving all that, it's a fun show, warmed up to it as they've displayed more, you know, quality and artistry in many respects. And it's always going to have some of that, you know, I remember the ATSDs, ATSDs, you know, that kind of thing. Because people are easy to to awe, but, but what can you do? That's the way it's going to go, at least in part. Uh, also, partway through one episode... I realized that they were doing a whole episode direct homage to Princess Mononoke, uh, which I thought was funny that they just like the audacity of that, just making a whole episode one big homage to a Ghibli movie, which I be- I read afterwards that apparently that was, I may be wrong. I don't want to say it in case I'm wrong, but I, th- I think it was like Dave Filoni's influence, but maybe, maybe not. But yeah, that's my thing on The Mandalorian. And that's it for my week. Anybody have any questions or comments about my uh, my oh, speech? Oh God, Call I do. Over. I actually do. Okay, I'm right, in go tr- on. I'm in. How is so? <laughs> do I need to watch the movies to understand shit in the Mandalorian? I would not watch the Mandalorian without watching the movies. <laughs> Flash, uh, you should watch. You should. We should watch the movies. I'd like to watch. You know them. what I say, okay. Greg? I say go ahead and watch. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> we should. Uh, we should uh, set up a uh, a time for me to just stream the despecialized editions. That would be fun. I would I'd be watch down for that. that. I really would. Right, I really write that down. 
we uh I'm sure we gotta we get an talking about Battlefront recently. Never seen any Star Wars, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, what were you saying? What did you say, Grant? Battlefront. I was saying we were talking about Battlefront. Uh, oh yeah, people were talking about. I need to play that because that came that was that came free on the Epic Store yeah, like, recently, so I haven't played that yet. Dude, I'm totally. I love that game. I love those uh, the robots, the Separatists. So fucking oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's all I give a shit about in Star Wars. Wow, wow! I, I would never <laughs> expect anyone to say that. Roger, Roger. Yeah, they're awesome. Roger, Roger. I like him. I like droid kids. <laughs> droid Roger, Roger. guys. So you got flies? Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Greg, what have you been doing well, this last week? <clears throat> um, anime. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just gonna. I think every week while it's airing, I'm gonna recommend it. Uh, watch ReZero. I won't. Do uh, that can't, it's new episodes every Wednesday. Or that's when I, at least when I get it. I love ReZero so much. That is the greatest, that is my favorite anime of all time. I have to keep saying it, folks. I have to. One and of these weeks I'm going to come on here and tell you I've watched it. And you know, I'm going to fucking be ecstatic. Because I would I'm love to talk about some of that. We watched an anime the other day. I don't think you were there. Uh, probably not. Um, hold on. It's called Inu. Hold on. Inu Yashiki Last Hero. Yashiki. Ooh. Nah, fucking Yashika. Uh, we watched the first two That's... episodes. It was pretty badass. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about anime. Uh, video game wise. <laughs> Sorry, I could be on like an hour long tangent about everything I've watched. Yeah, we'll do all um, we'll do all our, our guiding podcast about anime experiences. <laughs> um game wise, uh I'm still playing Fallout 76. I'm still having a fun playing that game. I think it's a genuinely a way better game than it was uh before. Like I think I'm already at like what? 42 hours? Jesus. Wow. I cool. see you on that all the cool. time. Yeah. I'm just on it just collecting stuff. I, I found a house where I could set like an actual house and I was able to put my camp in there. So I just kind of like live in this Imagine old smashed that. out head. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, this is probably the only one that I can <laughs> do this in. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of on some rocks somewhere. Well... So, they added shelters to the game, and that's kind of what I've been mm. living in the whole time. I've just been moving, like, this tiny little uh, compartment around uh, every time I need to put something away. And uh, I walked by, and I saw that house. I was like, that's a nice place to live. So, I just kind of oh. cleared out the inhabitants, and then I just took it over. <laughs> Did they ever fix that whole inventory limit thing? So, it is. So Danny keeps telling mm. me. That they are increasing it. It's at 800 now. When I, I remember it was at 200 uh, when it first came out. Yeah, it was crazy out. low. And I was like, what the fuck? But it's 800 now. And I'm still hitting the limit. So, mm-hmm. But Danny said they're adding more, like, soon. So maybe right. that'll fix it. Um, surprisingly, there's a lot of people that still play that game. And it's really weird. Like, I've been expect Like, I keep expecting to get on be in a game and uh like maybe see like one two people 
I constantly run into people like I I took over one of those uh the like it's like the dirt race place. I took it over and a mission popped up. I was like, "Hey, defend your base!" And six huh. people just. I don't even know where they came from. They just all helped me defend this place. They took the rewards and they fucked off. Oh, they they helped you. Yeah, they helped me. Nice. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, But yeah, there's just like, I think the game, I don't know why they didn't have NPCs in the beginning, but uh, they're, it's definitely, it's on the right track to get into a decent game, a pretty decent game. I have had a lot of glitches, though I'm playing uh every scorched I've run into so far uh today while I was playing had no heads and I could not shoot them in the head so I just shoot their body a hundred <laughs> they've <times>. evolved <laughs> they, they didn't sure have a head sort of mutant they were running at me and I could not aim and shoot them in the head so yeah, I was just like play new enemy in the game. game yeah they've incorporated turtle cool. DNA uh, that, and then I had one where an Assaultron followed me and killed me, uh, probably for 20 minutes straight, and every time I respawned, it would teleport next to me and, uh, zap me again and kill me. Ooh, that's good programming right there. That was good programming. It caught me damn good. Uh, but overall, it's a lot of fun. Uh. I guess I gotta roll that up sometime. <laughs> let me see. Uh, EDF, we've been playing that. We play it like, I don't know, once, twice a week, usually. Uh, we have officially, are you, we have officially gotten 5% done with the game. Five? I just, I just wanted to, I just serious? wanted to, congr- me and John, I wanted to, mainly because John was here, I wanted to congratulate him, but we, uh, January you, 19th, completed 5% of the game. We have 15 you, hours in done? it. We've done about oh, 50, 60, 45, I think. 60? It's not tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think 60. And we are 5% done with the game. That's just because there's just a, tons of content in that? Or you guys are really... Just a lot shit. of missions. A it's lot all of like the same stuff, though, right? Up. It's all just kind of... See... Yeah, more or less. No, it's it's I more mean, or less. Janky deathmatch against bugs. Yeah, every now and then we'll introduce like a new bug. Or they'll, you know, like every every so often they'll throw in something unique. For the most part, yeah, we're just killing bugs. Dude, That's we saw like four for. different creatures, four new creatures uh, last night. I missioned like 50. We started getting new people right off the bat. It was crazy. Hmm. Very good game. Uh, we always need one more person to join the EDF. Just, uh, you know, send me the oh, copy. Well, yeah, I'll wait for my copy. Right Sorry, I have a... Uh, Things I have to buy now, or convert yeah, a bug to your cause. Do me, and I'm on my way there. Perfect. Um, I thought there was something else, That's but I might just game. be crazy. Well, we know you're crazy. Well, I mean, yes. Um, you're the wild. No, that's right, it. You think about yeah, that. that's it. That's it. I was going to talk right, about well, Starbound, but I really up. don't want to talk about Starbound. I'm going to take up too much time. I played a little bit of Baba is You. Baba is and You. Andy is podcast. Um, <laughs> Andy isn't podcast. Uh, Andy, your podcast is good. Wow, it must be true. Uh, uh, I've gotten a little bit far into it. That's, that game's fun. 
Uh, it's reminded me of like a specific anxiety I have when I'm doing a puzzle and people are, who are, are watching me who have finished the puzzle and are saying things like, oh, you almost got it. It's like, just, oh. just shut up. Oh. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind when it's like John or somebody who genuinely doesn't know either and they're just trying to help me figure it out and we're like figuring it out together. That's mm-hmm. totally different than like somebody who's in a place of knowledge, like give me a little hint and mean like, Oh yeah, you were almost there, you know. And it reminds me, like, I gotta watch and make sure I don't do that to other people because it's like a harmless thing you don't think about, but man, does it! It gets me. Yeah, not backseat gaming is something that you have to consciously check yourself in. Like, it's it's seriously, it's so easy to slip into, even when you're not when you're not thinking about it. Right. You're not trying to. Uh, sure, but like I said, in this case, like. For somebody who's like watching me, who's never seen the puzzle before, they they know about as much of the game as I do, and we're just talking it through. I don't mind that; that's fun in some way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'll be uh, completely honest. I got filtered by that game, and I stopped playing. <laughs> you I, I was like, I was like too dumb for that game. <laughs> oh, oh. What's the, I'm, sorry, I'm, What's the premise of this game? Because I, I never heard of this. Oh, it's a, it's like a logic-based game where, um, you know, the most basic setup is that you have this little rabbit named Baba, and so there's text on the screen that says Baba, and text on the screen that says you, and there's text that says is, so it says Baba is you. And you can move all that text if it's not blocked in somewhere. So, you know, uh, in a lot of games will have flag is win, and there'll be a little flag there. And the simplest case is just getting your little rabbit, which you control. Because it's you to the flag, but then there there's weird things like you could add uh you know, Baba is you and rock, so that Baba it becomes a rock. You know what I mean? And you huh. control the rock, shit like that. I and uh, there, a lot of the puzzles figure out what ways to manipulate the text and the rules that you have in front of you to get to a win condition. You know what I mean? Oh, Sliding around really modifiers cool. and. Such like I've I've had some games where I turn myself or says or I uh make Baba is you and win so that I'm Baba and I'm also win so I just win. <laughs> That's awesome. You're finding yourself uh to be smarter than Flask then. Stupid uh, Flask. I wouldn't say that. I mean, there's definitely oh, there's like some hundreds puzzles. Of well, not hundreds, but there's over. I mean, puzzles. yeah. I'm maybe two. Maybe th- I may be in like the third dozen batch of levels now, if I, if I remember. I think I'm in the third batch of dozen levels now. That's probably uh, farther than I got. <laughs> I think which, I think I definitely got uh, frustrated at at something that I got stuck on, and then I just stopped. There was definitely a puzzle or two that I've like stared at for ten minutes, and then got frustrated and turned the game off, and I came back later. Mm-hmm. You know. So it it definitely gets me. But it's like a game I'll pick up and play for like 20, 30 minutes here or there if I'm just looking for right. something to do, but not looking to commit anything. It might just suddenly proc in your mind and be like, oh, it might just click, right. you know. Right. real thing I wanted to talk about was Pillars of Eternity, which I got back into. Just to be clear, I'm not talking about Path of Exile. I'm talking about the Obsidian game the Kickstarted and the uh, uh, Infinity Engine class, you know, CRPG isometric type thing. Um, the other POE. 
yes, the other POE, Pillager of Serenity, is pretty good so far. The main thing I want to comment on, first, uh, the lore in the game is pretty cool, but damn, is it dense. There's just so much fucking text in the game, and a lot of it's really good if you read through it, but I don't, I don't have the patience, I guess, especially because I've seen a lot of it before. But, uh, you know, it's it's its own thing. It's not D&D. It's its own universe. It has its own mechanics and all that. The basic premise of the game is that you play as the Watcher. This guy who, you know, somebody kind of forces on you. Oh, I don't want to go too many too into too many details because, like I said, it's a dense game. Um, but you can commune with the dead. And you can see souls and whatnot. Uh... And a big part of the game is gods and, like, what people believe in. And, you know, you have a character who participated in what's known as dropping the god hammer on a guy who <laughs> was, like, a living incarnation of a god some many years back. So there's a lot of cool cool lore like that. But the real thing I want to get into, the game has changed dramatically since I played initially with some of the additional mechanics added to the game. Like, for example... Well, the main thing, really. The game has auto-scripting now, where you can like set certain behaviors for your teammate, and that wasn't in the game at launch, but this game really needed it. It's a real-time-with-pause game. You'll have six me people in your party, and they'll all have different spells that have different effects, or different skills or whatever. And each class is like pretty fundamentally different. Like you got wizards, you got chanters... We're kind of like bards. You got ciphers who like do their own weird soul magic type thing. And if you have like six different people, you know, you might have six different classes or probably like five classes, maybe depending on how you stack up. Um, you know, my wizard has level one, level two, level three spells, and he gets two level two, one spells, you know, whatever. It's a lot to keep track of. So I remember when I initially played the game, it was this big slog. And, like, especially some of the bigger battles, because, like, real time with pause, I would be pausing it, like, every two seconds to make sure each of my characters was doing the optimal thing. Uh -huh. You know, every time they finished the ability, proccing it. But now, and I'm playing on hard mode, but now, the game is almost too easy in many of the main encounters, because I've, like, scripted things up pretty well. And it's its own fun, like, little metagame, because now I'm worrying a lot more about, like, optimizing my behaviors and uh, mainly my formation because like the formation is critical in that game. That's something I, it was almost like I didn't have time to think about when I was worrying about micromanaging the skills. You know what I mean? Um, so you're saying you like, I've do had... this scripting in between battles and then once you're in the battle, the scripts pop off and their behaviors and formations play out. Well, it's, it's just auto auto attack or like auto script, you know what I mean? Like, I can intervene at any point and, like, uh, make a character do a spell. But okay. as soon as they finish their spell, they'll just go back to, like, a set of routines. For example, I have yes. my Chanter set on a summoner routine where he will first uh, chant things that summon other things in the battlefield, and then he'll uh, go to do offensive abilities. And you can use uh, select whether they use, like, abilities that you know, they can use every encounter or abilities that they only get once per rest, that type of thing, which there's a lot of those in that game. Um, and it's not really a lot of managing because, like, once you get things going pretty good, for most encounters, it works. You know what I mean? You just you don't have to touch have to it. make sure that you're... Well, you know, you're, you, 
you're intervening in almost every battle in some way. Like, you're, there's always ways that you're going to be smarter than your scripts. You know, so it, it definitely doesn't, like, remove the need to, like, know what your characters are doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I really wanted to, if I wanted to play lazy, I could just let most battles with, like, normal enemies play out themselves. Hmm. So long as I'm, like, positioned well. Positioning in that game is critical. I mean, if I, like, have the big guys attacking from, like, the side where I have, like, my wizards on, for example, you know, then I'm fucked. Because there's all my damage potential and those are glass cannons. I, I need things to attack on the side where I have my fighter and the side where I have my cypher, who's, like, really good at crowd control and, like, draining and, like, has a lot of, like, untouch abilities. So that all my, like, like chanter has a gun and my wizards and shit can attack at range. It's pretty fun. And the other thing is, uh, I kind of wanted to play this game because I really wanted to dig myself back into an RPG. Kind of almost wash Cyberpunk out of my mouth a bit. And I've talked quite a bit about Cyberpunk, and I, like I said, I liked it. But it was not, you know, a huge RPG like people were wanting. And this game had moments where, like, he was surprising me. Like, it, uh, you know, I was doing a quest, and I completed some quest by giving this guy money so that he could run away. And he was like, man... Everybody says that you're a nice guy, but I had no idea you, you had such a kind, th or this kind of a heart. Something like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I, like, checked and my character sheet has personality traits that have uh, clearly been depending on, like, the choices I make. Like, it says, you know, Benevolent 3. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I have, like, five or six effects of those, so. to your, your decisions. Yeah, I mean, the game, the world is responsive. You know what I mean? Like, th the world reacts to what you do. It feels cool. Yeah, that's neat. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an act two. I'll say more about it probably when I finish it. But yeah, it's Pillars of Eternity. That's all I got. Pillars is on Game Pass, correct? It is. Yeah, I yeah, own it because okay. I kickstarted that game. But uh, uh yeah, it is. is Baba on Game Pass? No, it is not. Baba is not on Game Pass. Oh, ha! he did it. I think that's if you just, it. Re I think if that's you just remove the not, it'll come to Game Pass. I think that's what we've been missing with all the games that haven't come to Game Pass yet. Just remove the not. You guys good? You guys got all, it all aired out? EA plays on Game I'm Pass. I'm drained Thank of my sins. I think it's time for a break. It's time for a break. To refill the cup. Time for a break. All right, we'll be back. So, who knows when the fuck EA Play is coming to Game Pass. However, it's the first month is 99 cents right now on Steam. Um, so, I bought it already. <laughs> so, I, I could get started on some of the games I've been wanting to play for the last couple months. But, John, will you want to play this game Unraveled 2? You see this? Yeah, I've heard of Unraveled Bud. I never heard of it. It's Unravel, actually, not Unraveled. I know. I've got it looks like a, one hours in the first game. Oh, okay, not three hours. Weird. Um, not three hours. It looks like oh, a yeah, nice little that. nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a cool. It's a good one. It's got a little bit, a little bit bigger brain than Little Nightmares. I'll say that. Oh, what we got? Wait, our, to two of our brains together, I mean, that's at least one big brain. Right? No, I'm, he has part of your brain, dude. 
<laughs> I do have part of your brain. Oh, well, then he knows how big it is. Yes. It's big, right? Yeah, yes, I he, do. he knows exactly its size. Uh, so you, you got EA Play on Steam is what you're saying? Yeah, EA Play Just is on EA Steam, Play. and the first month is 99 cents. After that, okay. it's $5, but I'll just cancel what you, at the end of this month. Yeah. I forget. What, what are you looking forward to specifically to playing on that? Like I've been right looking away. to. I want to play the. I just wanted to play the Dead Space series. I I, oh, I got Dead right. Space two. Of course. And then other than that, nothing too specific. But I definitely want to check out Fallen Order. Um, mm-hmm. And I really wanted to check out just for fun. I don't think it's a game that would really I have a long lasting. I, I'd play it for a while, but Squadrons looked awesome. Um, however, oh, yeah, yeah. I see now that you can't just play it if you own EA Play. It's a new release, and you have to have, like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like an EA Play Plus membership, which uh, costs more. Uh, but you could try new releases for up to 10 hours, it looks like. So I'll play at least 10 hours of Squadrons, which will probably be, like, eight hours more than I need. But I just, I just want to try it out. <laughs> it looks really neat. Sure. It looks like they really, like got the vibe not that i know what that vibe is but right i do want to try know. that as well it seems like me and you have a lot of games on our docket so we should make a pinky pack to play out play many games yeah i realize i have like way too many games also this platformer sea of solitude that's on ea play looks pretty cool so i'm gonna try that out sea of solid i i know that wait is that platformer you said i don't sea think it's a platformer i was gonna I'm say that of. That don't sound right. <laughs> okay, well, I was just looking at the tags. It says adventure, platformer, single player, emotional, dark. That's Is that the one with the boat? Yeah, yeah there's the a boat. Top-down boat perspective? Uh, Something like that. Yeah, there's a boat. Okay. I wouldn't call that a platformer. I think it's more okay. like a... It, I guess adventure would be the way to... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played All it. All right, now I don't want to play it anymore. Oh, the depression simulator. All right. Yeah. I thought is I that what it is? a different game. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, okay, maybe I'll pass. I've heard no. I've, I've heard mixed to good things about it. <laughs> yeah. Watch the uh, the Mandalore gaming uh, video on it. Are we ready for oh, the news, everybody? Are I've been watching a lot. Yeah, ready for news. I've been watching a ton of Grimbeard, by the way, and your nice. recommendation. I love that. Yeah, channel. I've seen you post a little bit about. It. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of it. Basically, every breakfast I watch a video. I've been watching a lot of uh, CNN and other news sources. And <laughs> okay. That, I, I okay. Think it's time for us to wow, real cool, dude. Go ahead and get into it, everybody. Hey, it's our favorite topic. Cyberpunk 2077 is back in the news. Making headlines once again. Hell yeah, probably good things, right? It's probably all good news about the game, I think. But let's get into it. So, uh, CD Projekt Red released a personal, or the co-founder specifically, released a personal explanation for the circumstances that led to Cyberpunk's rocky launch and included a roadmap for 2021. Uh, a lot of it was just, um, you know, it, it was... Being a bunch of dummies? I think fair to say dum-dums? bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, maybe that's not fair to say, but... It, you know, it was just it was just PR speak. It was saying as much mm-hmm. as they, it was saying as much as they, it was denying as much as they could, and then ignoring what they couldn't. 
Well, boiling down. I like down. the roadmap. It, uh... Basically, oh, sorry, I can get. Say, what did you I say? Want... You do? Oh, I was saying, like, boil it down to what, you know, what did they say? Like, hey, there was a All right, so miscommunication the... between the management and the devs or whatever. No, they didn't really get into specific like that. They just said that they didn't realize until later on just how poor it was on consoles and, um, uh, you know, how they, uh, Halo, okay. So they, they didn't, they said that they underestimated the problem on the consoles for most of the game's development until it was, um, kind of too late. And then, uh, they thought that they had fixed it. And, you know, they said the reason why they kept delaying the game and the reason why they wanted to, or the reason why they didn't release the game to reviewers and whatnot is because they really thought that they were going to make it with that day one patch. Um, and they kept emphasizing that the game, of course, is fantastic on PC. They got 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s everywhere and all that. And they kept, uh. you know, they were emphasizing that. And uh, The basic takeaway is that they see their mission is mostly an apology to people who play the game on console. They see their mission as um, trying to improve the experience on consoles as making the game playable for everybody else. Uh, unlike we, us who recorded to our podcast about the game might have qualms with some of the more fundamental things of the game or even just some of the features of the game. And I, I think that they are seeing the PC version as like the feature complete, you know, ideal version of Cyberpunk. Uh, at least that's my takeaway. Um, but they didn't really address major elephants in the room, like why not letting reviewers use their own footage even on the PC version. You know, they didn't address um, the need to push this game out the door. You know, what happened with the certification process? They didn't address any of that. Uh, And, of course, they wouldn't, you know, because they they got what they needed with your money. And it is, you know, it it is PR, but it's easy to say this, but he does, like, assume responsibility as... He he, and the the higher ups, he says, like assume responsibility for right. the product. I mean, I, 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 right, absolutely. At least, at least they are in some way assuming responsibility, and they're not uh, necessarily saying that it was development or right. lower tier managers or anything like that. In that sense, it could be worse. <laughs> right. They could not be taking responsibility for it. I did want to comment yeah, on two okay. things that people are saying about that. Um, one that CDPR should have acted like Hello Games with No Man's Sky and just like not said anything and just fixed the game silently. Uh, but that demonstrates to me that people have a very short memory because Sean Murray of Hello Games had like bold faced lied about the game leading up to its release. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. Then the internet was incensed at his and the company's silence. After the game was released, it was not okay, especially not at the time. Uh, so communication is better than silence, even if the yeah, communication 100%. can be rather unsatisfying. Like I mean, a lack case. of transparency is what led to the shitty release in the first place. Yeah, that yes. communication is important. Um, the other thing is, I saw people uh, calling Mister Ivinsky out for putting the blame on QA in one of the things he says for, for not like catching the numerous bugs. Um, he said that 
testing quote did not show a big part of the issues which seems real suspect on the surface that that's the case but uh that doesn't necessarily indicate to me that he blames quality assurance only that somehow magically they're like the testing that they saw as satisfactory wasn't able to catch all the issues that you know, the customers would go which, on which, to experience. Which I don't understand, because these major developers it makes had a no PS5 sense. dev... These PS4, or these major developers had a PS5 dev kit a year before launch. Like, they had a prototype PS5 all year. Yeah. So it, it doesn't there's make no, sense on no that reason, surface. There's no Like, there's no rationale for them playing it on that machine and then claiming that it was okay, you know? Right. And I do get how you could follow that line of thinking and think that he's saying, like, you know, QA didn't do their job well enough because bugs were present in the ship product. Uh, that being said, I think you could render that conclusion on your own from just the finished product itself, like we're saying. And it's almost certainly not true that the blame lies with just like QA for the product. I oh, definitely. If not, they're no. doing their jobs, which they have to, it, I don't. I don't think you can say that they just didn't do their jobs well enough. Uh, I don't think he was specifically trying to lay blame on them within that uh, in that speech. I just I think people like got on his case for that, and while what he's saying doesn't make sense, I don't think he was trying to blame QA either because I don't think it's reasonable to blame QA when when yeah, the problems are so evident that they must lie at a greater scale. You know. Anyway. They also released a roadmap for 21 uh, regarding, you know, the, or mostly console, I suppose, but two major patches coming out in the coming months and then over the summer um, free DLCs. And I think that's alluding to like the slow content drip of DLCs. If it's anything like The Witch, it'll be a handful of quests and cosmetic stuff like barber shops, maybe some UI updates, nothing major. Uh, and then a free next gen console update towards the end of the year. Uh, Are we next, happy about uh, that, cyber people? <laughs> well, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty much what we—it's pretty much what we expected was going to happen, right? Like, yeah, they were just going to spend this year fixing the game. That's basically what that says. Okay. I can't, yeah. John. You, John, you got over a hundred hours on Cyberpunk. You got any thoughts? No, I actually uh, hate video games. I can't believe John hates video games. Alright, my mic was off. I do hate video games, so... In all <laughs> shapes and fashions. Uh, I don't know, man. Cyberpunk... Just, just... To say... I just want to go back to that. To say that it's like finished on the PC is still just like fucked up. Cause they and that's what I'm saying, and, and I'm sorry. You finish your thought, but I, I have something brewing inside well, me. Go on. Well, it's just similar to the No Man's Guy you mentioned. There were just some fucking straight-up lies. Like the whole, like, hey, we're going to have Red Dead levels of NPC you know, interaction. And that just, it just isn't there. And like me, they, I enjoyed yeah. the game. I liked it. But like they definitely just did lie about stuff. If that's what they wanted the game to be, and that's what they advertised it to, I'd totally accept that as a great game. You know, I said I I think it is, but like, not what they promised. Um, Plus all the stuff that they removed over the course of the development. Well, yeah, yeah, not even. They just kept removing features. Yeah. 
So yeah, not even it's pretty pretty weak overall. I don't. Yeah, I, I think they they that they came out saying that basically saying that oh yeah look at our reviews for the pc version like this is a great game it's getting you know nine out of tens ten out of tens and really what we need to be doing is working on the the consoles uh, that should absolutely be their priority is fixing the consoles right now but i i i don't want to sound like i'm shifting the blame but i feel like gaming journalists certain uh outlets should definitely be held accountable for giving like eight out of 10, the 10 out of 10 scores out the gate. I think that's unfair. Like I know I'm the the least qualified person to say that because I played the least of that game. I know John and Andy, you guys came around after playing it for a bit. So, you know what, for what it is, it's actually not a bad game. I don't know. Well, I do know we did. But I think those scores make so much more sense if you put it in the context of a game reviewer who gets it like four days before release and they got no choice but to just fucking mainline the story. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Right. They, well, they spent yeah, maybe that's 15, true. 20 hours playing the game, and they experienced all the best content. Is what I'm saying. That's like, fair, they, but they, I, they, I did feel like a lot of it was just. Uh, now, you know, now, I'm not fully excusing them. I'm just saying I, I definitely think there's a factor. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I think you're 100 percent right. The crunch, you know, the review crunch, and and they had to take that mainline story, which is the best part of the game, uh, and they had their blinders on. That's that excuses a lot, but I, I think a lot of it was probably just riding the hype. Like, and I think these journalists oh, definitely. do get you know, uh, you know, little hearts in their eyes for or that's not a good experience. You know, like they they get uh, excited <laughs> about these these major releases, and and uh, you know, I, I think that Cyberpunk basically wouldn't be able the devs wouldn't be able to say uh, something like, oh, the PC version is great and it's getting these great reviews if journalists had just owned up and reviewed the game. And I feel like you have to factor in, you know, expectations as part of your review. You know, it turns out that the game is not a bad um, light, like, you know, like action game with light RPG elements, but you know, that you should be able to factor that into your review that look, this is not, the game that was advertised, you know, that docked that, you know, five points. I, I definitely feel you. If I yeah, buy, if I go yeah, to buy a car and I, you know, I, and I end up with like a, a really great toaster or something, you know, um, you know, more reasonably something in the same price range, but a completely different product that's good. Um, it's going to get a bad review, you know? So anyway, I, 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 like I, said, I, I don't totally want to agree, blame, but. but I totally agree, but man, there's it's a complicated thing. I mean, it's a shitty job, honestly, being a reviewer. Because like, there what? Look at the one. I think it was. I can't remember her name, but there was a there was a reviewer GameSpot. She gave the game a seven out of ten, right out the gate, and like was was pretty honest, you know. And like in hindsight, her review is very fair and like totally captures like a lot of what we're talking about. But she got so much hate. I think she even got, like, death threats and shit. And it's like, fuck, it's just a job. Like, and she did a good job, too. And, like, these are people who are, like, throwing that kind of vitriol at her before the game's even released. It's a it's well, a hard culture. I think it's, it's a, yeah, the, I, I understand you're what you're saying. I, I agree with you, you know but I mean? that doesn't excuse, you know, you're a journalist. No, I, I, don't, I don't think it excuse. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's, that's your job. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, there's a part of me that, that definitely feels for why that happens so much. You know what I mean? Even if I don't like it, I don't, I don't agree with it. You know, I don't know. That's why you really can't 
Yeah, I mean, especially ours. But you really can't trust reviews. I mean, you know, it's okay. At the end of the day, it is a business, right? And like numbers have just creeped up. Like, you know, you see like the memes or whatever, the, the pictures. Anything under a, even at a seven, if you say a game is a seven, people are gonna think that game is like shit, and they should not buy it. When a seven should <laughs> be like, oh yeah, this game was fun. It's a good game. You yeah. might not play it again, but you know, it was sweet. Like on a you scale know, of ten, of, seven should practically be like it had very few problems. Like just like a good game. Yeah, it was seven a should solid be a good game. game. You know, and because like pressure from like companies, like oh, you didn't rate our game good, so maybe we're not gonna give you a review copy next game. You know, there's pressure to to have everything just a higher score, so it, it all just means less. My favorite review of this game was when Giant Bomb, Jeff Gersman, and uh, CNS Jeff Bacalar uh, live streamed the moment when the review bargo lifted, yeah. and they just started talking about the game for like an hour. And the <laughs> first thing Jeff says as soon as it clock strikes noon, he yells, "They should have delayed this game more." Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, that's that's uh, cyberpunk. I mean, this shit's ridiculous. I'm going down the list here. <laughs> IGN, you know, a ninety, a nine out of ten. Game Informer, nine out of ten. You know, Destructoid has one of the more reasonable reviews at like a seventy-eight or something like that, which is even too high. They say it's a basically a great, ex- great story, nice cat. Or I oh, know, I'm sorry, that's a well, PC game review. I don't think that's too high. Oh, I, I think this game's an eight out of ten. Like I said, I think you have to factor in the review, the game we were expecting. That, that was a big thing for me, but we don't have to. We did a whole podcast on this. Uh, <laughs> what did what did Adam Bukowski, uh, or sorry, what did Jason Schreier do? Yeah, so Schreier posted a big expose into the making of Cyberpunk, and it kind of went into why it happened. It wasn't as deep as I expected it would be, but we weren't some things like the vertical slice that we were shown in the 2018 demo. Or sorry, the 2018 demo of the game that wowed everybody was just a vertical slice of the game that uh, had, in my impression, was basically nothing underpinning it. Like it was all basically fanciful and just a, a pure concept. There was no real code behind it, that kind of thing. Um, and fans were quick to point out a lot of things about that demo, like how the demo shows things like destructible walls, and there's like one destructible wall in the game, and it's where, of course, the spot in the demo where that came from. Nice. Shit like that. Um, you know, a lot of people talked about how they just felt like they were ignored and shit like that, and uh, they kept stating these issues. And uh, my favorite, I think one of my favorite quotes was a, apparently a senior engineer very early on brought up and the planning of the whole thing was like, you're giving us the same amount of time to make this that we made The Witcher 3, uh, but we have to develop a like new technology for a lot of these systems. I mean, this is all new stuff for us. How do you expect we're going to get this done? And they were told, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff that went into the crunch and how people were working crazy over time. Families were broken up. Like people lost their wives over it apparently. And um, there was shit like the CEO was saying, you don't have to work overtime. And the people would go to their team leads and say, hey, I don't want to work this overtime. The CEO said I don't have to. And the team lead would say something along the lines of, okay, but I mean, we're just going to have to make this other guy work more. All right, what if he says he doesn't want to work the overtime? Yeah. And then what if everyone said they didn't want to work the overtime? Then what happens? 
You mean like the system a would union? break down, but they wouldn't do that. You know, like that's the way they they put the spotlight on you. They make you yeah. make that decision right there. You know, that's it's part of the manipulation. Mm-hmm. If you don't get back and do overtime, we're gonna have Ray do overtime. Then the head of studio, <laughs> the head of studio, Adam Bukowski, responded with a long post. Um, uh, and, you know, about half of this uh, excessively long post for what he says is dealing with uh, the fact that the demo was just a vertical slice. And he's like, oh, that's just normal. And, um, of course, I, I'm not super knowledgeable in game development, but there were many people who responded about you know, why what Jason is describing is different than what Adam is describing, of course. Um, then there was one line in particular that Bukowski took issue with. Most of the staff knew and openly said it wouldn't be ready for release in 2020. And the guy said, you've talked with 20 people, some being ex-employees, only one of whom is not anonymous. I wouldn't call that most of over 500 people. Uh, staff openly said what you claim. I mean, that's he. it's pretty petty in my, in my yeah. uh, estimation. It is petty, and also, like I said the other day, if most of the people in your company, most of those 500, thought this game that got released was ready for release, that's actually worse than if they didn't, right? Right. Because, like, you would be better if most people were like, yeah, we should delay more, because that would indicate that they're rational people. Sure. And, uh... um... You know, Schreier responded back, inviting him to to give an interview or to answer some questions if he wants, um, and also pointed out that, of course, he had asked those same people those same questions prior, and they didn't want to comment then. Um, and of course, Bukowski do, just doesn't mention stuff like the crunch and the unrealistic timeline and all that. Uh, he doesn't really address anything tangential in his uh, response. But hey. I just wanted to let you guys know. You ain't played Cyberpunk on your PS4. Well, it's half off, fellas. So it's only thirty dollars to play on your PS4. Only thirty uh, half off or half a game, half finished <laughs> game. Now tell me that's bad. Tell me that's, that's bad. so fucking bad. Bane stories were thirty. Oh, I'm gonna say that ain't. I'm gonna say that ain't bad. Thirty bucks for Cyberpunk ain't bad. Oh no! But I'm but, saying the fact that this brand new AAA game is half off, like yeah. you know, already that's that's bad. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think it's I on guess, Xbox. Uh, I guess too. it looks kind of bad if their console right? sales are literally zero. Yeah. <laughs> Do the hey, that's enough custody. cyberpunk. I think. I think we all got it out on the floor. I mean, that, the big takeaway is like. I, and what I was remiss in, I, I didn't mention this, but Bukowski reiterated the nines and tens, of course. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a word for it, like a phrase or something, but, you know, it's like the, it's like in some ways the consoles being as bad as they were was almost like a gift for them. Because it That's gave them, it, like, yeah. su- such a convenient thing to, like, focus on. That's know, they have a I'm concrete saying. mission. Yeah, they had a, that they have a combined very with mission. the nines and the tens that they shouldn't have got. I really don't think they should have got. Uh, they got really lucky. Not that their response would be any different, you know. I mean, they do have to focus well, on the consoles first. Something. 
just more of the verbiage right now. I just, I get pissed when I'm reading these things and he's like, oh yeah, look at all our great reviews. It's like, well, that's, you know, yeah. that's a product but of clearly gaming journalism. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Andy and John hey. love the game. <laughs> there's drama in other, there's drama in other sectors too. If we take our, we take our little uh, podcast room and point our telescope over the fighting games corner. Whoa, we'll what's see over that there? there's drama brewing. Hey, Zach. There's drama brewing in the Mortal Kombat pros circuit, where a Mortal Kombat player was disqualified for tournament for his username, which was criticizing the developers NetherRealm Studios. His username was Why did NRS do this? And what he's uh, referring to is a character named Sheva. Shiva. Yeah, Shiva. Shiva, sorry. Uh, and says, uh, according God, Titanium Tigers says that the move, which is unblockable, can be used in just so any situation to put Shiva in a more favorable position. This becomes such a problem that top players have dedicated entire videos explaining how to beat out this one attack. Uh, and what Titan Tigers is saying, uh, quote, it was meant to be funny since the character I was using is basically extremely easy. The joke was, why would they make such an easy character? It's like, what is such a lame reason to, to shit yeah, on one of your people? Like, incredibly like one, of, one of your, hey, change like, your one of your people who like love the fuck out of your game. You know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. pro player. Come on. That's it's just petty. It's a goddamn silly. I tell you what. Yeah. Assuming the re- the reasoning is all very accurate according to this article, then uh, all they've done is increase the visibility towards this apparent Shiva problem. You know, they just like <laughs> showed people that they they are sensitive about it and that more people should look into it and criticize. It's not it. even like an insult, right? Like just like why, no. why do they do this? You know, it's like yeah. I mean, if you really look insane. into it, like Andy said, like this is somebody who cares about the game, cares about it enough to be playing the game on a pro level and you know, probably just wants to help the developer by pointing out something that's a problem, doing it in I a think he funny was just way. Memeing. He was just, yeah, just yeah. meet memeing his pals. It's like when we play games, and sometimes we have uh, you know things to pick out, and we get really angry about them, but it's because we really yeah. like the game, you know, like racial stuff. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean it's lame. And le- oh, ooh, that was weird. It's lame. And like, <laughs> like I said in the, uh, like I said in the chat earlier when we were talking about it, it's, this is the best way to make sure everybody knows about this one design flaw of your game. You know, we just make a big fucking stink about it. Yeah. It's lame. Ball brain play. Anyway, let's finally talk about a uh, a developer who's a good game. A good game. A, a developer who hits, who's doing good, who fires on all cylinders, who does well, <laughs> never does uh, well. Unfortunately, wrong. we're talking about IO Interactive and their latest launch of Hitman Three. Hit Are we a shit talking podcast? Like we uh, do a lot well, of shit talking. I think I think some I think we're angry gamers. You know. Yeah, that's us. Just stop release. Stop. We're like um, putting out unreleased shit. Game. Uh, Finish your shit. Every video game nerds or something. You and I'm right. Yeah, we're like dumb. You would have yeah, pissed uh, me off. James uh, James Rolf, if you're listening to this, I will interview you on this podcast. Thank you. Wow. All right. So yeah, IO Interactive. They released Simian Three. 
Unfortunately, Agent 47's last hurrah, the World Assassination Trilogy, did not go very well. Or, I should say, has had a rocky launch. Apparently the game is good. It's getting higher scores than even Hitman 2, so that's great. It all started five days before launch when IO announced the process for transferring your progressions and your locations from Hitman 2 to Hitman 3. Just some from clarification, your progression, your progression is stuff like the unlocks that you get for each level. Like, uh, different suits, which is purely cosmetic stuff, but it can also range to, like, silent sniper rifles, you know. Like starting uh, locations. Weapons and equipment. Starting locations. Um, basically, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, and, like, people have been playing Hitman 1 and 2 for a while, and have accumulated that kind of stuff, and I've been promised to transfer to Hitman 3. But, that's separate from the locations themselves. So, on, on, on console versions, it was all fine. It would just transfer over on a PC. It seemed to indicate that since Hitman 3 is an Epic exclusive, you could not transfer Hitman Steam data to Hitman 3. Or at least not your locations data. You could transfer your progression, but it doesn't do you much good when you can't play those locations. Uh, so, that was very confusing and shocking. And then Ten Sweeney announced uh, that this was unintentional and it's going to be resolved. And uh, IO shortly thereafter oh backed up the statement, confirming a fix is in the works. So, currently... You cannot, the game released yesterday, currently you cannot um, play Hitman 2 and Hitman 3 if you own Hitman 2 on Steam. You can carry your progression over. There's not currently a system to do the location <coughs> transfer, though they said that one is in the works. It's um, on uh, Epic, right? Yeah, it's it is Ep on Epic. Right, it's yeah. Epic for, That's for like a year. I, uh, why, why do they do that? Just release them on both, man. Let me pick. Well, you know. Well, Epic here. apparently pays a lot, so I get I'm it. Wanting. But if they just, just got their it, shit it, together, it, it they'd sucks. be a legitimate, you know, force in the industry. They'd be a force for good, but they keep turning to evil. They keep messing it up. It sucks that this stuff. It's like they didn't even start worrying about this stuff until after the new year. And they're like, yeah. all right, yeah, I guess we got to think about the launch. Oh yeah, I forgot and about that. Part of the problem is also that like you can only do the transfer thing once, right? So if you do yes. it and it's not doesn't work correctly, oh, you're screwed. Sure. Yes, and also That's when you do one. the transfer, it deletes your Hitman Three save data. Oh. So you want to do the transfer before you play Hitman Three. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that's a problem. It's just a bunch of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at uh, least it's not. At least it's not a, just a straight bait and switch. I mean, it was getting into potentially false advertising territory because they were saying mm -hmm. stuff like you would be able to play all your previous locations at no additional cost. But since Hitman Two at that time literally did not exist on Epic Store, that just isn't true. That was that was not true for any user ever. You right. know what I mean? Well, I, I sorry, any PC user. I guess it was true for the console. God, I, I fucking hate those console people being like, well, you got mine. It's like, no one fucking cares. For me, a little Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I think I think a lot of PC users did that to console gamers last month. With oh, yeah, well, then, sick as anyone fun, who dude. does that is a, is a piece of, it's a piece of baby poop. What do you mean you're only getting 10 frames? LOL. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Epic needs to get their shit together so they can be a force for good instead of a force for vomit. Uh, yeah. Companies need to communicate better so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. 
and games need to stop being always online also that's another thing that sucks but nothing will change because everyone is bad Everyone's bad. Everyone's bad. I, I don't know why we're angry gamers i mean it's easy to blame epic but at the same time i don't know the fact that tim sweeney got on was like uh sorry about that that's unintentional i mean i almost wonder if like, right i io was like just just assumed it would work and then somebody in like epic legal was like oh wait hang on no we we can't just do that sorry what i'm indicating with what i'm saying is that epic needs to be better at at understanding the issues that are going to come about from their uh oh yeah their exclusivity strategies trying to get ahead to manage that better yes because it keeps being a problem it seems you know anyway uh, so, yeah, so uh, moving on. Uh, a European commission has fined Valve and five other publishers of PC games uh, 7.8 million euro for geo-blocking practices. That That's mean? like what? Five bucks? For you Americans? So, yeah, how many dollars is that? Uh, basically, um, geo-blocking, I think, is like when you're if a key that is made for the U.S. can't be used in Canada. or Well, I guess that's a bad example, but it would be more like a key made in Russia can't be used in the U.K. You know what I mean? That is geo-blocking. So how um, is this beneficial for what people are saying in terms of uh, uh, other countries being able to purchase their games at a lower or more uh, balanced price for their territories what what how is that because work? the relative income of each of those countries is not the same so if the game is priced at 60 euro all the way from spain to russia there's a lot of poor countries in there that 60 euro means a lot more to the average gamer than it does to somebody in you know france mm-hmm. for example so it's about accessibility, and the argument is that if you know, if Valve can't prevent people from buying games in cheap locations and then activating them on their Steam, then the natural move would be to just make games cost sixty euro everywhere. So it would uh, price out a lot of uh, gamers in um, disadvantaged countries. Okay. Is the argument. Right, so they're upset that Valve's not geoblocking, or there is. I'm sorry, I didn't read. I'm reading this article now. That there, 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 there's a lot of people who uh, don't think that this is a good thing because uh, geoblocking helps preserve or helps keep prices low in right. countries where that need lower prices. So to this point, they were doing it, and it's not legal to do it in the. EU or whatever. Okay. Uh, well, so the the European uh, they're, Commission they're are the bad guys, right? Well, they're fine. I don't know if there is an enforcement. I, you know, I don't know enough about the law or this particular commission or whatever. I don't know if there's some type of enforcement mechanism where Valve can just be like one point six million euro. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if they can just keep eating fines and it just hmm. kind of. Goes around in a circle. I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. It's interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I like this. I, I've been kind of following this for a little bit, and I wanted to highlight it. Uh, the Dwarf Fortress Steam release is looking pretty fancy. You know, it's the same Dwarf Fortress that you guys are really cool. about. It's, uh, but it's starting to look really good. I mean, it's such a complex game, and the biggest barrier to entry has always been the um, ASCII art. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Just lines but, of text you know, and numbers. Why don't you guys pop, pop that guys open? Play. Check that out. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. It's probably still not an appealing game for me, gameplay-wise, but we're getting closer to the barrier of entry of graphics not being a problem for me. Right. <laughs> Um, I played a lot of RimWorld, and that's obviously based on Dwarf Fortress. I, mm-hmm. I think I would have a lot of fun once this I comes out. I played a lot of uh, CDDA, Cataclysm, so I'm, so I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, this. sure. I think the art style looks very nice, and I'm excited. So what, this is getting a uh, like a full release? Is that what this Because this game's been out for a while, so why why all of this update, update now? Oh, They've just it, been working it, on is it. Sorry, go ahead. They've been work. Uh, they've been working on updating mostly the art because it's you know a complete overhaul, um, but also the gameplay systems to get it ready for release on Steam. Neat. Uh, okay, last news story I had for the evening. Um, the super giant on Hades. Learned the hard way that fan translators have variable quality. Apparently, people have been going to Twitter discovering that some of the fan translation, uh, I think Spanish in particular, is called out, is extremely bad. And, uh, you know, I don't read Spanish, but basically it says it's like nonsense issues, or it basically is just like almost gibberish. Um, just like, I think the best way it was explained was it was almost. As if somebody went word for word and just translated each word to Spanish. Ah, uh, like Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. from uh, high school it doesn't work out. You will, you will fail the test. Uh, and, and actually, I think somebody took a gibberish phrase and fed it into Google Translate and made sense. Uh, so, like, so like it, you can tell through that that they were just. It was like yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Oh, that's not great for Hades, but uh, it started a minor tiff when the Supergiant guys uh, said something that implied that the fan tra- fan translators were to blame, but uh, of course he came out and said that that's not all what he meant. That uh, They, of course, take the blame, and fans were super super helpful with them. Um, I think they were planning on fixing it, obviously, using a professional firm. Uh, and they did make mention, they did use paid translators as well. They just had to you know, to use different sources for work and whatnot. Wait, so in what sense would the fan translators not be to blame for a bad translation? Like, how would that... Is it because they signed uh, well, off on it that they're... Yes, yeah, that's that's the sense, is that, okay. you know, it's fan translators, they're not vetted, they're not from a professional translating sure, company sure. or whatever, so, you know, you have to be... There's a, re- there's a reason why you hire a company. You know, they, right. they have okay, a reputation yes. and their quality and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, that's all just a minor, minor tiff. I just thought that was interesting because I, you know, obviously none of us really think about playing games in different languages, and most games are made for English. Well, you know, 
except the Japanese games, and those <laughs> are often those are. What I'm saying is, there are very few games that are made for Spanish. You know what I mean? That is that mm-hmm. is true. Games are made for English for Western audiences or for like Japanese audiences, and it just kind of drips everywhere else from there. Which I'm not saying I like that. Just saying that's that's at least the uh, reductive, stereotypical view of the video game landscape. You know what I mean? Yes. My favorite era was the era of translation of game translations where they just got like some guy to do it and just translate a whole game, and so he had like free reign on how to translate it. So you just end up with like his version of uh oh, the, the all the content in the awesome. game like his own phrasing and his own, he uh, just made his own interpretations game. of characters and events it's like yeah we just hired this guy now there's a little more to cool. it i would i would assume so before we close out the show i figured we could take a peek at game informers list of games coming out in 2021 maybe give a big shout out to anything major coming out soon yeah, now uh, that January is almost closed yeah. out. How you want to do this? You want to go month by month, or yeah, we'll just go month by month, and we'll you know only call it out if you're interested in it or you wow. think it's significant. So for January, I guess the medium that'll be interesting is coming next week. Yeah, the first time the system requirements of that. The system requirements for the medium are insane. Really like crazy. Yeah, so all, the system requirements are all posted at 30 FPS. The minimum requirement is a 1650 Super, GTX 1650 Super GPU, minimum 30 FPS. What? Hmm. <laughs> All right. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I never uh, heard of this game until you guys mentioned it on the last pod, and then I saw that it's coming to Game Pass soon. Uh, yeah, next week. We, yeah, we, I think we why, saw it why are you guys uh, excited about this one? already. Well, it's just another Bloober team joint, you know? So it's, you know, they have uh, ups and downs, but generally, like, I anticipate their next project. But also, just it has the vibe that I like of, like, a, I mean, Silent Hill-esque, but just that kind of uh, spiritual, supernatural, uh, scary. I see they did the Layers of Fear series and Blair Mm -hmm. Witch. Blair yeah. Witch was was like uh, was like an okay game, I remember. Right, and uh, they did. Uh, yeah, they did uh, this game, Observer, Obs- Observer, and uh, other stuff. I'm forgetting. Okay. <laughs> the, big, well, yeah, the biggest well, I got... knock against Blair Witch was the performance optimization. So perhaps the l- weird system requirements aren't a surprise. Yeah. Hmm. I well, I got my eyes peeled for it. Once it comes to Game Pass. Other than that, Hitman 3. Once uh, they iron all those uh, progression uh, carryover those systems out. progression problems. Yeah. Anybody else got anything in January? How about the Yakuza uh, Remastered Collection? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is pretty Definitely good. I'll, I'll get around to those games eventually. I'm, I uh, hear about I've still got Kiwami 2 to play. <laughs> oh, you're going to. I got I to gotta start Kiwami 2. Now we're done talking about Yakuza. No, I don't think so. It's an edict. All right, let's we move on to February. February. Uh, I see a lot of Neo on this list. I know yeah, some Neo 2 is finally coming out. Kurt is ecstatic. 
Am I crazy? That. Is that not out? Has that not been out? It's out, but it's coming out on PC, finally. Ah. Okay. Has well, so, I'll, got, I'll tell I mean, you, I'll tell you the biggest game on this Another February list. for me. Oh, uh, yeah. De- February is a good month. We got Little Game. <laughs> I guess you could call it a Little Game. Little Nightmares 2. <laughs> probably probably Game of the Year. Vito. 2021. That was a good joke. What? I'm excited. Got delayed for uh, till May. It was May. Oh, it didn't. Stop it. Oh, it didn't. He's yeah. lying. Yeah, look, look, man, look. We're He's still working on our. We're still workshopping our little nightmares two theme song. Uh, didn't I? Didn't I'm I anticipate that? Say, didn't I sing one the other day, John? What was I singing? Hey, Kurt's got day? a good one. He's got a good one. Kurt's got a good one. It's way better than yours. Well, I don't, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> it's way See, better. Kurt's, Kurt's, Kurt's got a theme. It takes two people. <laughs> it is way better. It's, you know, it's a two. You know, two. You know, two yeah. people in the game. Two, it's two a two-person. It's a duet. Oh, wow. I like that. It's very what meta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still working on mine. Uh, Ghost uh, and Goblin Resurrection could be cool. Persona Five Strikers. Yeah, that could I think be cool. it's gonna be badass as well. All right, March Farch. March Farch. We got Farch. Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake. I didn't know that was a thing. What did I call this? Somebody watch all the podcasts and um. I remember this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I called this remake a while ago. You got Yakuza Six. You guys care about that? I'm sure. Song of Life. Hell yeah! You got no. Actually, we two. don't care about that one. <laughs> you don't care you about it's... the Song of Life? What? No, I'm me- I'm memeing Vito. Uh, it take it takes two. That game looks fire. Two. Yeah, that looks that's a good one. We, we yeah. still got to figure out how we're all gonna pair off. To make it uh, fair for everybody. Well, we're gonna make it so that everybody pairs off, and then Greg can't play it. Greg gets no. Oh, okay. That yeah, works. Yeah. That was the secret oh. plan. We all uh, grouped up oh, and agreed. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the. I'll Some take of us are playing. Like I'm, I'm yeah. playing it with two people just so Greg can't play. With just me. so I get uh, fucked. Uh, we'll we'll do Twitch. Noble. Said Andy. Twitch plays. Twitch plays. It takes two with Andy. I'll just let my partner can be Twitch. <laughs> Yeah. John plays with oh. uh, Frank and Penny. Yeah, just yeah, puts yeah. controller on the floor. <laughs> let some. It takes one up. and two dogs. Uh, <laughs> one human and two dogs. <laughs> April, we got no games. Wait, whoa, whoa! I think there was. Uh, whoa, uh, yeah, we got more stuff. Pump, oh, yeah. pump, right. pump Back the it brakes up. a little bit, sweetheart. Back it up. <laughs> uh, I was gonna Last mention Bal and Wonderworld. I never oh. even heard of it. That game seems pretty banal. I was gonna Balan, you oh, oh, Balan. holy fuck, Balan! Don't wow. I'm gonna say, no. Like, so, more like forget, Balan. Like, forget they said that. Balan, don't forget it. Edit it out now. But yeah, that looks neat. Looks looks fun. Oh, I don't yeah, know if I'm about? excited yet for Monster Hunter Rise. More like Blunderworld. I wish you would fucking stop it. You're pissing me off. <laughs> no, no. What is that? What is that game? Why do you care about it? <laughs> it's like it looks like a cartoon platformer thing from N- Nintendo's or uh, Pass. That? It's, it's like that. It's like that Psychonaut <laughs> thing that he always talks about. It's like yeah. uh, it's it's like a modern day Disney's Haunted Mansion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like more like a banal Blunderland, right, guys? <laughs> Dude, Dude. Yeah. you're done. 
professionally. What a fucking zing. What a fucking zing. But comedically, you're on the rise. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you can hang out in all the else. dingy comedy clubs you want, but you're never setting foot in a what podcast you, studio uh, 15, again. 15 minutes of the Laugh Factory. Uh, what do we got uh, in April? April. We Pokemon shit. Snap, baby. What? That's Humankind. That's a game I keep seeing, but I keep yeah, a Civ type game, looks like. Or maybe it's supposed yeah, to be a black and white type game. I'm not sure. Not a lot in uh, April. I don't know about any of these. May. But May. May, we got Deathloop and we got the Resident Evil Village. Both good looking Hell games. Yeah. Deathloop. We saw that stylish ass trailer at, uh, what was it, E3 or the PC gaming show or some shit? It looked, it I felt really like, nice. I felt like I was in a Deathloop with how many times I saw trailers for that game. Yeah, I'm ready for the game to be out already. You can't do what I do, Flask, and you're going to stop now. I can do what you do. <laughs> I'm better than you at what you do. And Yeah, Flask is definitely better than Rattle you. Rattle his brain quick. If you, if, you ever, if you ever come at me like that ever again, Flask, I'm going to come back for blood in June. June 22nd, to be specific. God damn it. Oh, yeah, that is you how, that, son I mean, of a that's bitch. how it's done. It's, and that's, that's how it's how fucking do it. done. Mic drop. That's how you do it. End the podcast. Uh, you you could say that it's to be announced whether or not video is going to beat up Flask, but also we have a list of games that have release dates that have yet to be announced. Uh, it's a huge list of games. I'm in so tired. Order. I'm kind I want to call a game out. Um, it. Uh, I want to call a game out real quick. Go ahead. That's on this list. Uh, fucking Scorn minutes. is on this list. That game is never coming out, so take it off your fucking list. Why do you say? Wait, why do you? Why do you say that? Cause that game's been fucking tri- out for, for like years, bro. It's I've been waiting for that game for so long. Oh, it's really? Never coming out. I never, never heard anything out. about that until this year when they dropped that trailer, and I had like the craziest reaction at first. I was like, "This is the blandest, most boring looking game ever." And then like I watched like that 14 minutes of gameplay, and slowly over the course of the trailer, I was like, "You know what? I fucking dig this vibe. I'm into this." But it's never going to come out, apparently, according to I feel nothing but scorn for scorn. I'll kill my excitement. Ooh, that's a good one, Greg. What else we got? I found the the real banger that we're all waiting on this year. We're all men? No, I am Jesus Christ. (laughs) That that was supposed to come out last year. Is that a sim? (laughs) Oh, it is! It's a sim! (laughs) Apparently it's a Christ sim. Number of players won. You don't remember that game? It's, oh, it's so um, No, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, they are. Uh, should do number of players you, uh, three. He plays the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, there's uh, a. There's like a trailer <laughs> oh of you uh, calming a storm. Like, you know, there's like a boat fucking in like a storm with waves. It's crazy. Holy shit, I'm watching this game. This is ridiculous. You play as Jesus, you heal people. You play as Jesus. Something about this doesn't seem right. Like, even if you are, like, like I'm not religious, but I feel like even if you are, it's fucked up. You shouldn't be able to play a video game as Jesus. It's not a video game character. Why not? I, I heard it's going to have, like, he a thousand now. PCs with handcrafted routines and shit. But will now it you're uh, fu- now you're with the New Testament? Yeah. No, that was, Do they, that they was have, like, a battle royale, like, an online mode? <laughs> You could play as like any dude. That would be sick, dude. What character? Deathmatch. Probably... Deathmatch. Jesus versus Judas. I'd play. I was gonna say I'd play as Judas. Uh, yeah, John, who would you play as? 
course. You uh, I play as a knockable character, Paul. Who that? Who'd you play as? Barabbas, the killer. Barabbas, what's his special? Uh, murder? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read Barabbas the book. Barabbas is the guy they had. They had Barabbas? Barabbas, right? And the boy punches Pilate was trying to help Jesus out. He was like, look, I'll take Jesus in and crucify him. If I do, I'm going to let Barabbas the killer go. And everyone's Holy. like, fuck it, dude. Let him go. And they did. And then he did he fucking murder after that? Did uh, he go on a probably, murder spree? Yeah, I, I, was, I actually don't know that part, but probably yeah. I, I mean, his name was Bravis, the murderer killer. So yeah, I, I, I imagine. That's yeah, but that's how anyway, I'm gonna we'll... play it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I might get this game. Honestly, what's Raw Men? You see this game, Raw Men? Raw Men? No. <laughs> it's called Raw Men. Oh, it's a it's a cooking game, I think, because uh, the photo is actually of a bowl of ramen. Cause like ramen, but it's cold. I ramen. get it. I do see uh, Psychonauts Two is on this list. Flask, do we think it's coming out this, this year? I hope so. It would be disappointing if it didn't. But I've been I'll disappointed see, before. I'll see Hollow Knight Silk Song. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was they did for this year. Sorry, I, I just want to say they did send out an email to. I just want to say they did send shut. I they did send out an email to backers. <laughs> Recently, uh, confirming details for those who contributed at a certain uh, level, so uh, that's that might be a signifier that the game is definitely coming out this year. Because, like, why would they do that if they weren't? They didn't have like a concrete. Sure. Step. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, got Warhammer, Dark Tide. Game looks cool. Got twelve minutes. Is that time right, game? Right. With the celebrity voice actors. Was it James oh, is that McElroy the one that's uh, like, That's the one that's in a one room, like an overhead. Oh game. dude, yeah. I'm 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 excited for that game. That game looks cool. Yeah, that does look cool. I'll see Elden Ring on this list, which yeah, right. Elden Ring. The but the the guy said that the that he's glad everyone supports it still, so it's coming out. Yeah. Also, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, the the Skyrim, but it's it's uh, yokai. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got Halo eventually. Halo Infinite. It's recently delayed. Uh, this one's for John Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two. The game yeah, that we'll looks see. like it's I'm... just a sinking ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it to get delayed or just canceled or whatever. Or cyber Sorry, I do got I one know. for you, John. Weird West. Just yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good. One. No, there's there's a bunch. Oh uh, wait, on that list. Gotham Knights could be something. All right, could be. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think what we've settled on. Twenty twenty one is looking like a pretty decent year. Yeah, it looks all right. Hopefully, we'll and see. The terrible Ultra Deluxe. I will say, there's nothing, nope. there's maybe a, one thing or two, but basically <laughs> nothing except for Resident Evil that, I mean, obviously in Psychonauts too, but except for those that like got really like lights a fire in my belly. Yeah, same. You know, it's, it's nothing is like super standing out to me, but I'm hopeful that things will surprise me pleasantly this year. I think uh, Deathloop and 12 Minutes, both games of a similar theme that I like could, uh, could get me. I mean, 12 Minutes, it would be, is probably a much less. 
you know, I, I don't expect it to be like a sixty dollar game. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deathloop could be really cool if it's done well. Yeah, it's arcane, uh, so you know, could be in for a great. Yeah. Great oh, did you guys mention Hollow Knight? Sorry, it was, it was a ruckus. Maybe we did. Said yeah. It. Yeah, we kind of okay. breezed through it. Yeah. Definitely. That's me. My. I mean, if it comes out, it's me. My game of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's the only reason I haven't said much about it because I. I don't know why it's on this list. I didn't think that they said it was coming out this year, but I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they yeah. could confirm. I know they had that piece on uh, whatever magazine that was, y- but right. even in there, I don't think they said anything about uh, release date. I mean, it it seems like it's going to be this year. It's been long enough, but it's been long enough, and so. like they they had a full gameplay demo to show off to Nintendo Power, so. Yeah, a bunch of it wasn't it wasn't Nintendo Power. I don't think Nintendo Power's existed for years. Just a state of the three is coming out. Yeah, that'll be something. right over my head. I think with yeah. we'll see about that one. Red. I bet Flask got it. Just wasn't saying anything. Just yeah, no, I, somebody else. I was like, oh Nintendo yeah, me Power. too. You know what else I got? What? Nothing actually. That's it. That's the show. That's all the right. show. That's oh. all we got. Not bad, not bad. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to let somebody on this podcast lead us out. But first, that person is going to plug our email. And that person, just so you guys know, it's going to be Vito. Hey, yo, brokencampfire at gmail.com. Hit us with uh, feedback on the pod. Hit us with your questions. That's on the email. Excuse me? What? That's not the email. Brokencampfire at gmail.com. Brokencampfire at gmail.com. What do you think That's not the email I've been plugging. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sure. Greg93 at uh, twitter.com. What? what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, I ain't got them y'all off track. It's probably getting no email. Andy, have right. you... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Is it, you Please stop sending campfire? me emails. Nah, I'm just strolling. I've been plugging right in. Did we shift into nah, a parallel timeline? Yeah, I was anyway. like, wow, fuck. Send your hate mail to Greg93 at Twitter. Send uh, all your feedback to brokecampfiregmail.com. That's it. Yeah, That's how send, you contact send us. good questions our way and said, send evil question Greg's way. And yeah. send yourselves off. Can you send me? Can nice you guys night. follow me on Twitter and send me hateful comments, please? Those will be really good to uh, start my day. He feeds off it. Off that yeah, energy. you know, it, anger is. If power. you say it, you know, if you build it, they will come, Greg. That'd be nice. That'd be nice to just wake up every morning and have a bunch of people berating me and being toxic. I actually asked for it. Tonight, That's everybody. our show. <laughs> that was a unusually somber end, but I like that. That was a good pod. Well, I don't think Vito actually said goodbye. He just like you confused him well, with the email thing. Well, I didn't get a no. He did, the email. I I wasn't picked to. Was I picked to lead off the podcast? Yeah, yeah you just said it in oh, a yeah. weird way. But yeah. yes, you were. Oh, you said like introduce the email, like and then I'll pick somebody to. No matter that. whoever gets picked, I will have. The I'm last sitting here, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, I never get picked to lead off a podcast. It's classic stream of consciousness podcasting. I always want to end the podcast. I never get. I picked will never allow it.
All right, how about you say you say what you would have said, and then I'll add it. Nah, in. nah, forget <laughs> it, forget about it. I don't even want to do it. 